0: to episode 20, the big two O of Domestic oh, Rights Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John. Joining me as always are my co-host, Tom. Hey, how's it going today? Alex. Hey there. And joining us, a special guest, uh, our second not-Steve guest. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, Dan. someone other than Steve. Yeah, say hello, Dan. Great to have you on.
1: Hello, thanks for having me. No,
2: no worries. Follow-up. Why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan. Sure.
1: Uh, sure thing. So um, I grew up in a little town inside of Ottawa um, uh, called Kempville, which is now oh, nice. on the map because it's basically a suburb of Ottawa. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so let's see. I met John. Uh, that's my connection to the, to the group here. I met John in a tech writer's school uh, a few years ago. Um, since then, I've uh, changed careers into uh, user experience design. Which is a pretty cool interesting uh career uh i've been in a band for the last 11 or so years called loon choir um been pretty fun done some cool cool stuff with them uh, pretty big sports guy uh, nice. watching playing not so much in the back office stuff i like if you ask me like a stat or anything even from like a month ago i'm not going to remember it but
2: that's John's department.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, that's, all, that's
0: that's what I do. Yeah, I'm just like, well, actually, in the year in the 2021 <laughs> yeah. season, uh, John brings minus, up but, like
2: OHL stats from players. I'm like, oh, yeah, how do you know, we, this.
0: Yeah, because we frequently, I mean, pre pandemic, we would go to a lot of 67s scam. I think that first year where they made that run, uh, where they got the goalie got injured, like right in the finals like I yeah really they won like, like 14 every... straight or something yeah they set the ohl record they won like 14 straight and then they got like reverse swept in the last round it was pretty uh pretty brutal whoa. and then the next season they were the top team and the season got canceled so there we go shows <laughs> over for them for the next five years or so so that kind of sucks but oh whoa. yeah yeah well thanks for joining us dan really great to have you on yeah. and um yeah, this I'm is gonna to be a... yeah and this is gonna be a fun episode um For those of you who have listened uh, previously, you might have remembered, and I think as of this recording, it hasn't released yet, but it will be releasing. uh, I'm just checking uh, when it's going to release. It should be releasing uh, pretty soon, I think. I think actually, it's going to release next month. But uh, we did a a, our first ever city spotlight episode. We talked about the city of Edmonton. We did a series of select beers from Edmonton. This is our second city spotlight episode. It's from my hometown. It's from. The the whole the residents of Dan and I that's where I met Alex and Tom and everyone else Ottawa. So uh, we've we've got four beers today, select ones from Ottawa here in the city that I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, Before I get into it, I just want a little quick little intro about kind of the history of beer in Ottawa. You know Ottawa is of course a very old city. It's the capital of Canada. For those of you who are outside of Canada, you're like I don't know what Ottawa is. I only know Toronto and Vancouver, and that's it.
2: But, <laughs> uh, you know not, not even like, Vancouver.
0: Yeah, not even. It's like Montreal, Montreal, and Toronto, Toronto. Not
2: Toronto. Not Toronto.
0: It's uh, Toronto. Yeah. So uh, the first brewery in Ottawa was actually opened in uh, in 1819, according to some base, uh, some maps. If there's a website called Ottawa Rewind, which talk, talks a lot about old Ottawa city history stuff, and there's a little bit about this. Um, history of beer here in the city. Uh, Throughout the 1800s, 1829 to 1899, on Rochester and Wellington, there was uh, the Victoria Brewery. Um, And after the prohibition, like a lot of cities in Canada, the beer scene kind of got really shocked by that. Like it really hurt a lot of smaller breweries in in Canada outside of like the major players at the time, like Molson, Carling O'Keefe, that and stuff like that and the 40s and 60s and this is funny because I was actually talking to my dad about this he remembered this there was a brewery on Albert and Wellington called Branding's Capital Brewing Beers and uh, hmm. they were kind of a joint they made a lot of beers in the city they got purchased by Carly O'Keefe and then in the I think it was 1969 and of the 60s they got shut down and after that like a lot of cities uh, the craft scene in Canada was pretty mellow there was a lot of smaller groups people hobbyists uh, people would meet together but otherwise there wasn't really a larger organized craft scene 90s, 2000s started to pick up. You had Perth Brewing um, Brewery, which opened in 1993, I believe. And then, of course, in the 90s, you had Clock Tower here in Ottawa. And it oh. really started to explode. Oh, go ahead, Tom. What's up?
2: I was going to say, that just unlocked my memory. I remember that was like one of the first other like craft brewers. I went with the Clock Tower Brewery. They had a really good pumpkin beer for Halloween.
0: Yeah, and they, they kind of became like a pretty popular chain. There's a lot of joints here in the city too. They're kind of like one of those like brew pub type locations where...
2: Yeah, gastro know, pub. Yeah,
0: one of those places. Uh, but it's really ex- it really exploded in the late 2000s and the 2010s. Um, and actually for its time, Ottawa was considered you know, to be one of the really, one of the best cities in the country for craft beer. I remember like just, uh, it's it's kind of, it's shifted a little bit in recent years, but I remember there was a period of time where like there was way more craft beers here in Ottawa, uh, craft breweries than even in Toronto. Like i go to Toronto... And there would be like barely any downtown it's like where the, what the heck mm. why is there like dozens in, in Ottawa and so there was quite a bit of an explosion which is which is fun for us because I know like you know we, we kind of came of beer ages beer drinkers in the late 2000s early 2010s so that's really when I started to kind of get into it and actually I moved uh, me and my partner moved in 2015 to a neighborhood here in the city in Hintonburg and that's kind of where I really started to get into drinking craft beers because there's a few um, nearby in my neighborhood there's one today that's literally like a stone's throw away for my house. Um, And that's really how I got into it myself. And that's really what kind of really helped to really grow my love for it. So today, actually, there's still a lot of breweries here. This explosion's kind of settled down a bit. COVID hasn't helped, you know, a lot of businesses aren't opening right away. Um, But there's still a few that have actually opened in the past year. We actually started to notice, and I just want to preface, we talk about Ottawa beers. There's Ottawa beers within the city core itself. But people often say like Ottawa beers referring to like the Ottawa Valley. So kind of small communities, townships, like so South, County. Yeah, yeah. West of Ottawa and even like in the eastern end as well too, like places that are like a 15 to 40 minute drive out of the city, but tend to still be kind of classified as Ottawa. They usually show up on tap anywhere in the city. They're at numerous beer festivals. And even a few of them have started to actually open second locations uh, within the city, Mo- most notably Calabogie. They opened, uh, they're obviously in Calabogie. They've opened up a location in Canada. I've been there. It's a great spot. And uh, just down at the end of my street here, I'm trying to point where it is it's that way. Uh, uh browmeister i think it's browmeister in a carlton place is opening a joint there it said it's not open yet but it says coming soon i think it's supposed to open per the rumors probably by the end of this month or maybe early june so by the by time, time you
2: hear this-, this podcast i hope it's open
0: yeah exactly and on that note um, does anybody want to mention anything before we uh just get into it what do you guys have any experiences with uh craft beers that you really enjoy here or in general or I think one thing worth noting is,
3: um, yeah, this kind of exploded after I left Ottawa. Same with Tom. So uh, we really don't have much to offer uh, in terms of experience with this beer other than drinking them today, but uh, looking forward to trying them.
2: I'm excited to try this. Like John was pretty passionate about his selection. So I know this is going to be a really great day.
0: Yeah, and I remember when we were like on campus, like Mill Street was the big one, and I mean, especially like in yeah, Toronto here in Ottawa, it was, was a pretty big player before they got purchased. And but the yeah, Big Rig Brewery, that's a good, yeah, that's a notable one too. Hopefully, one that we'll get to talk about. That, uh, yeah, that was one. That was one of like the first ones that really came up around the same time, and and kind of blew up. You know, it's got its connection with uh, Chris Phillips wearing the Send shirt today, and yeah, that's kind of oh, yeah. a successful chain. So. All right, on that note, we're going to start off with a signature beer here in the city. Ooh. That's Beyond the Pale uh, Pink Fuzz. Um, I'm really glad I got... I mean, this is a really great beer just to start it off from the top, Um, just to note. We're going to talk a little bit about the beer um, as we start to drink it as well. Um, Actually, Dan's here. I don't know if Dan's actually heard our episode that's dropped since we kind of did a little rule tweak so we actually instead of spending a whole section talking about history we're actually going to talk about the history and nostalgia stuff while we drink instead of that we actually have a section where we just give a score for would you recommend it out of 10 so um, as we've kind of gone to the craft beers like i don't really have a lot of nostalgia about like edmonton beers and vice versa my friend so uh, we've kind of taken that whole philosophy and decided to Uh, put it towards the rest of them so um yeah this can's really interesting it's um it's it's i I gotta say i love the design on them and and frankly beyond the pale they do a lot of really cool creative cans very distinct art styles they kind of have similar ones like this with their aromatherapy ipa um they have other ones that kind of do like really interesting pop comic book style oh nice Um, what are your guys thoughts on the can so what's always kind
1: of uh, what's interesting about this one I always found like hilarious or kind of hilarious. But like I, I remember drinking this beer and seeing it and never knowing the actual brewery is from, uh, because you can't really see the name yeah. anywhere on the can except <laughs> kind of on the back and in small letters. So I knew Pink Fuzz was like a, a great beer and like a really fruity kind of. Uh, I guess it's not. I always called that a fruity IPA, but uh, I think it's actually a wheat beer, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I believe I believe it's a, yeah it's says grapefruit wheat so it's, yeah, yeah. it's classified as a wheat beer yeah
1: so like great like great tasting beer but never I recognized the can and the flavor but actually didn't realize it was beyond the pale for like probably a few years
0: yeah there's a lot of breweries that kind of they tend to be kind of different philosophies with cans some of them are really like kind of they put the brewery they have a label and they kind of interchange them they don't really do much unique stuff and then there's other places that tend to be very art forward like I would say beyond the Pales really art forward all their cans have really kind of distinct looking designs and yeah you're you're bang on dan they don't really like put there's a little bit on the rim you can see like beyond the pail on the top back portion of the can and then they have it at the bottom but like when you're just looking at it in general um you, you wouldn't really notice it they got this big grapefruit picture on the top of the can and again for our audience listening you probably unless you're drinking along with us you don't have the can in front of you go on our instagram we post our episode announcement we have it pictured there so you can actually see what this looks like um yeah, it's it's a it's a really interesting finish. It's got this kind of matte black look to it. Um it's got an interesting kind of interesting design looking grapefruit. I mean that's an interesting looking grapefruit. It's kind of abstract. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like a they just took a scan of a grapefruit. Um, mm-hmm. and of course they notably they got the, the the fence at the bottom. That's really heavy in their iconography. Uh, mm-hmm. Beyond the pale with that fence and I, actually i sent a picture to my friends i was walking by the brewery and actually in their patio they have kind of a big white fence that goes around so it's kind of replicating that as well too
2: i thought um, that was kind of cool when you showed us that
0: yeah, yeah what What are your guys other thoughts about this
2: uh, i wanted to touch on them i like how on the back of the canvas mm-hmm. is this artwork done by and then have, like the artist's signature i think that's kind of cool that they kind of yeah have,
1: even rep- mentioning the uh the artist at all is yeah. is yeah. awesome
2: that's mm-hmm. true I like to have like a little backstory on here. So it says, yes, this beer contains grapefruit, but don't call it fruity. I think that looks kind of cool. I like the black and the silver from it. And like I said, like the grapefruit, I think it looks really kind of nice. It kind of really describes this well. Again, like Dan was saying, you wouldn't really know that this is from beyond the pale unless you kind of knew like the signature fence logo. But I was going to touch on, no, we'll talk about it later, but I like this can. I don't know about you, Alex.
3: Yeah, I got to say, I like it. I I like the fact that it's not like overly branded, like, and they have that iconography, like John mentioned with the fence and just kind of the weed in the background. Um, and honestly, it's just described really well. Like, I don't like fruity forward beer. So just them actually kind of describing, no, it's just like, it's a tasty beer. So yeah, I'm excited to crack this open, but I do like the uh, the can. How would we rate this out of 10? What do you guys think?
0: Um, I'll just kick it off the hop. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Um, I actually got to say, it's not necessarily my favorite can, but I mean, this can is really like, I'm really glad we're talking about this beer because this beer, if we had to make a, like a Mount Rushmore of Ottawa beers, this would be on there. And this is kind of, when we had that the Alley Cat Apricot beer, it kind of really reminded me of that because it's kind of a really popular signature beer here in the city. Like, you can find this anywhere here in the city. And I I, initially, when I first saw this can, I thought it was kind of like, I'm like, I wasn't really into it, but it's, it just got such a stark, unique design. And it's really kind of set the mold and the tone for a lot of other cans coming through here in terms of adding more creative elements and artwork you know it's, it's kind of like if you've, you've seen like collective arts in toronto and you can buy it all over uh can I mean, ontario here like they do a lot of creative art like kind of artist compositions and their cans really unique and it's kind of cool that to see other breweries uh do something similar really like it 8.5 for me nice
2: i'm gonna give it an eight i think that's really good i think again I was i was saying it's really pretty eye-catching to a point But I think it could have been a little bit better with like putting their own name on the brewery. But again, this is still a nice can. So that's why I give it an eight.
3: Nice. What do you think, Dan? I'm actually going to go
1: with a nine. Um,
3: yeah, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> right out of the
1: gate, 10, uh, ten, ten. <laughs> I like uh, the beer. And I think for, for all the reasons that you guys said, um, but with the addition of you can spot this can from across like the beer store or the like the LCBO, and yeah. and you know exactly what it is. And I think that's pretty crucial for like any any kind of marketing or anything like that, and and for just being kind of a small, simple, straightforward uh, kind of design and brewery. And, and like I said, like I, if I walked into a store, I didn't know it was beyond the pale, but if I saw the can, I knew that's what I wanted. So, or that's what it's there for. So I think that for that, just based on kind of visual design and, and the association to the actual like product, I think that's,
3: that's why I'm i I'd score it so high. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm with Dan. I have to say like, I would pick up this can and read the back of it. Cause I, I'd be like, what is this? Like there, you don't know what you're getting. Like it, it actually kind of reels you in. So uh, nine for me as well. I think this is a uh,
2: oh,
3: it's a nice can.
2: Gee, like, if you know, you know.
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm really excited to get yeah. into this. I, yeah, I, I, I really, really want to drink this. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I All had right. A couple before Who this. wants to count us down? Well, I mean, I guess I can count us down for this off the top. All I right, ASMR it, audience, get get ready. We love you guys as always. <laughs> All right. Prepare to because... change
2: your pants after this.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. All right, <laughs> five, <laughs> four. Three, two, one. Crack them. Yeah, Beautiful. That's, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, nice smell. Oh, wow. A nice grapefruit smell.
2: This is almost, this is more pungent than the, the
0: seltzer we had the other day. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. seltzers have like kind of like an artificial oh. smell, whereas this, it smells like grapefruit juice. This, this kind of is of like... a
3: very weedy smell along with that grapefruit, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. It does hit you right away as soon as you crack it.
0: Yeah, it pours like a wheat beer. Like it's very, it's actually very like almost opaque. Like I'm looking at it. Like if I put up the light, I could probably see a little bit. No, actually, honestly, I'm holding the light right now. Uh,
3: through the light, You can't, you can't really see through it. It's a, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> no.
2: Let's see how it tastes.
3: Oh, yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Very carbonated. Good. I have to yeah, say. It's and quite pour, ter- I poured it with a, like I did a terrible pour, but there's a significant head as well too.
2: Yeah. I had a pretty good head. It's sticking around. Yeah. A lot, of aid, a lot of wheat
0: beers tend to have kind of a big head on them.
2: Mine was perfect. Like it wasn't overly exaggerated, carbonation levels, subtle, but still there. Color yeah. looks great. I'd fucking drink this all day.
3: It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not overly grapefruity. Like it, as yes. yeah. advertised.
2: I was just scared that because of the smell, I'm like, oh, this is going to taste like fucking grapefruit juice. The horror of Kathy's buying strategic strategies <laughs> are coming back to haunt me.
3: Uh, yeah, On the plate. Yeah. Yeah, is still going through the, he has PTSD, the <laughs> Ruby Red, grapefruit. Man.
0: <laughs> Put into it. If I remember correctly, Dan, you know a little bit about this process, don't you? The zesting from the, the cans, if I have this right. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, um, kind of a weird kind of, I guess, uh, kind of small town c- connection or, or a small world, I guess, uh, more, uh, more so. But yeah. Um, one of the projects we had to work on, it was, uh, we had to write a user manual essentially for uh, for a product, and we teamed up with these uh, this engineering these engineering students who were doing kind of uh, I, I guess products and like whether they were kind of innovative or or real world things um, for companies around the city and beyond the pale was one of them. So these uh, this group of engineering students were building a, uh, a basically a machine to increase efficiency of zesting. Th- the bajillions of grapefruits that they make for, or they you know they zest uh to go into this beer so oh, wow. um yeah I, I yeah i guess that was um mm-hmm. i i forget everything that i read in that or wrote it feels like
0: yeah. it was forever ago yeah me and me and nick we had to write like a safety guide for this like um, it was at the Canadian nuclear labs like they were building this environmental testing device and I don't think it was ever used because like they're not going to buy a product for a bunch of engineering students that hasn't been like thoroughly vetted and our guide I'm just like, if it says this color like you're going to die like I don't know what am I even write in this so uh, that was a fun experience yeah on the website they talk about the say grapefruit zest is added to infuse the character uh, of the fruit into this beer hops are carefully selected to emphasize the citrus notes don't expect this to taste. Like the first course of sunday breakfast the fruit flavor is subtle and the bitter quality of the grapefruit is balanced by a bit of sweetness in the finish i think that says it to a t it's not overly sweet which i really like this is a really popular i mean as i said this is an incredibly popular beer massively popular city um, this is a staple at any bar perfect on the patio when it's when it's ice cold oh, yeah. on the patio oh my mm. god nothing gets better it's quite a quite a tasty beer very crushable and has a, just a really nice yeah the natural it does have a, it.
3: like it does have a lingering weedy aftertaste mm-hmm. i mean you'd expect that from a wheat beer but like it's, i yeah i would say yeah like the aftertaste i'm only tasting weed, not grapefruit which is yeah it's
0: yeah it's very bitter i would say like you're definitely getting like a, a better mm-hmm. finish and, and like you said alex like you said it right it, the grapefruit kind of goes away uh, pretty quickly um, we'll get to the scoring but i just want to quickly talk about the brewery it was founded in 2012 um by a local, bunch of local brewers, of course, the, the term beyond the pale is kind of a phrase that kind of refers to something that's like so kind of uh, obscene or overwhelming or against the grain. It's kind of a popular idiom or phrase. Um, mm. That's where the name originates from. Uh, they used to be located on Hamilton Avenue, which was pretty close to, I mean, I still live in the same neighborhood, but that's actually where I discovered okay. them. I used to go over there. They used to only sell these beers in Growlers and in the larger size ones as well, too. And um, they've been kind of a real big success story here in the city. They've expanded like a few other breweries have because, I mean, their beer is probably, I would have to, if I had to guess, Pink Fuzz is probably one of the best-selling craft beers here in Ottawa. They've moved over into City Center, and they've actually been kind of one of the big players there and kind of re- revitalized that space formerly. It was just like Orange Monkey and, and nothing else. Now you got like Artisan Bakery that's, and them that's and a what bunch was, of other joints.
2: Sorry, John. That's what I was okay. going to ask about, where they're located, because I was looking on the address, and I remember what you sent us a picture, I'm like, is that right by the orange monkey? Yeah. Used which to you, play
3: pool at? Orange yeah. Monkey. Yeah. That's what I thought too. It yeah, just like it's, a it's just like any warehouse in Ottawa. I'm like, is the orange monkey there? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah and oh they've, uh, they've opened up a full tap room now. Like it's crazy. Like I honestly feel like a bit of a hipster sometimes. Cause I'm like, I used to remember when this was just like a garage with like one person and like completely overwhelmed to be a lineup at the door. And now it's like, you go in there, it's like tons of merchandise, huge setup. They still have a lot of like this is one of their signature beers but i, I really like one of their stats hopefully i'll get a chance to talk about it on a future episode and now they've Definitely. actually also partnered uh, with a uh, smoke shack here in the city they're really popular kind Ooh, of barbecue joint so they make all the a food great there. Place. yeah and they, they i think they, that's their main location they operate out of now so if you go there you can grab their barbecue and also have their beers they also host a bunch of events before pandemic um some of the art battles were there and me and my partner would go there and i would crush way too many uh beyond the pale beers and and <laughs> Woo, create some that would sell some art and it was great it was a great time uh some of the sales would go towards the beer purchase definitely uh probably a good chunk of it but uh yeah it was all in good fun uh let's just get into the um the scoring for the flavors i mean I also want to note 20 20 ibu six percent so it's a little bit higher it's a it's a little bit stronger than your average um beer, i'd even say and it's definitely like as a 20 ibu it's a little bit higher in that concentration as well you could definitely taste it because it's a little bit better um I'm just going to give it a score from the top. I'm going to give it an eight. I really like it. I When I first used to drink this beer, I, I got to say it's not my favorite from this brewery, but I think it's signature for a reason. It's pretty drinkable in almost any circumstances. I think um, it's really great cold in the summer day, but it's honestly fine if you're just drinking at home. It's really tasty. I love the grapefruit taste. If you're, if you're into grapefruit, I think this is going to be a beer you'll really enjoy. And yeah, an eight for me.
2: Damn. I want to go an eight as well, John. This is like, Easy drinking for me, considering this is like 6% and like weed ale, you, most people would try to take their time, but like this can fucking go like a fat kid on a slide. This is, yeah, uh, so that's why I'm going to give it an eight.
0: Okay, well, Did uh,
3: they go I'm going to commit it to seven. uh And I really? mean, like, it is a good beer, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying it. I do find it a little bit bitter. Um, and I wish that kind of the lingering taste had a bit more grapefruit. Um, but yeah, it's still all around great beer seven for me, Dan, what do you think?
1: Ooh, can't go in too high. Got to Got to stay
3: keeping my you shoes a nine on the can. You could just come in 10 on the taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you get 10 to
0: everything. It's like, well, we should have, yeah. uh, our guest was very positive today. So, you know,
3: so, so right. I, I think I'm going to
1: come in at an 8.5. Nice. Um, I, so because it and because it's a, a wheat beer, I I was I was teetering between eight point five and nine. Um, I find wheat beers are very typical, or they 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 follow a typical kind of like flavor profile. Um, you know, if you have like an orange wheat, it tastes like orange, but in a sweet, almost artificial way. Whereas the bitterness in this is coming from the grapefruit. And I feel like if you like grapefruit, you you like that bitterness. I'm not a huge red grapefruit person, but like there's, I think oh, it's- Oh, neither
2: am I, Dan. <laughs>
1: and I think people kind of, you like that weird kind of bitterness. And normally I find in a beer like this or a strong wheat beer, you get that bitterness from like the hops, um, which kind of leaves a weird aftertaste in your mouth. But I find this bitterness, because it's the grapefruit, it leaves like a, a more pleasant kind of fruit bitterness- um, so in terms of wheat beers, yeah, I, 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 mean, it's 6% or I wouldn't, I would never call it a crushable cause I've, you find yourself in some bad places pretty quick. If you're crushing these all day, Yeah, they're really good places, but, uh, yeah, it, it's a great beer. And for like, um, I'd always get this on tap at Irene's and it was always, oh, uh, yeah. always a good time. Um, so yeah, I'd say for me, honestly, there, there's a little bit of nostalgia tied to it because we used to play yeah. Irene's, at, uh, uh couple times a year and it's a yeah it's a good beer i think for a wheat beer it does what it does pretty well
2: nice excellent that was a very good re- re- review
0: <laughs> <laughs> more, more, more professional Better than learned. ours yeah <laughs> like, yeah, I like, right? it was all right good flavors uh tasty uh yeah. this is what so happens I, this I, I bring guests jump on into the bring experts and learned people onto our program so
3: yeah i i can jump into the next piece so we kind of switched things up Dan from earlier episodes and we just kind of pivoted instead of nostalgia since Tom and I don't have any nostalgia, unfortunately tied to these beers is we're just kind of having one sort of out of 10 um, your likeliness to recommend this to other people um, or have it again. And um, I'm going to come in at an eight because I think um, I'd recommend this to other people. I agree with Dan that this is not crushable all day, to be honest. Like, I feel like I could have like a couple of these and, be lights out, Take Um,
4: yeah.
3: (laughs) but that being said, really, really interesting flavor profile. Um, next time I'm in, I'm in Ottawa, like if they have, they have multiple beers. So I'm, I'm curious to try like a Pilsner or even something else that they have a seasonal thing. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's very good. Um, and I, I wouldn't, uh, hesitate to recommend this to other people because I don't think the grapefruit piece, like, even if you don't like grapefruit, it's not overpowering either. So it's a, it's a safe bet. So, eight for me.
2: Huh. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I'm going to disagree with all of you. This is crushable to me. Like, I've already fucking smashed that can pretty quick. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely drink these all day. I just think, I'd rec- but again, like, again, like, I was thinking that this would have, like, a strong grapefruit taste, and I was trying to go in with an open mind. And it is, as it's advertised, it doesn't have, like, a strong, like, grapefruity taste to it. So it's pretty good. People that fucking don't like grapefruit will I, I think will still like it because it's more of like a citrus and less of like that like sharp fucking tartness that it usually would have. So yeah. Cool. Cool.
0: Uh, I guess I'll give it a score. I'm gonna give it a 7.5. Um I, I there's a lot of factors kind of at play that make me, you know, want to recommend and not recommend it. I I'd say just to start uh safe on the negative side, I think um it is a little bit bitter and it's got such a distinct flavor which for some people i just think that wouldn't be something to be into um but po- points for it i mean this is just quite a crushable drink and frankly there's just a lot of like you know especially like if you're going to go to a specific city or location or, or different area of the, of the world or country it's like what are you going to try you got to try like their signature things i mean this is like a signature ottawa beer like this is in the top five or four most popular beers that are in the city if i had friends that were coming to visit here and we were doing a little Uh, pub crawl or buying a bunch of cans to try out i'd be like you have to try this one like you got to try you got to try the pale got to try pink fuzz um so it's going to be a 7.5 for me i really like it i also just quickly want to mention because we always want to give a shout out to kind of the the scores out on social media on on beer advocate it's got a 3.83 which is a rate is an 85 very good and Mm -hmm. then on on untapped it's 3.66 so it's uh, a lot of people seem to like it and i like it too 7.5 for me fucking right
1: 3.6 on untapped yeah that seems, I, I, like, shockingly low to me. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. it would have
3: scored higher. But people, yeah, I, people on Untapped
0: are ruthless. I have they're, to. Say. They're they're yeah. maniacs. The biggest problem in Untapped <laughs> is but like I people was will bad. people will have a beer that's like not like their their flavor profile. Like they'll have like a heavy stout and they'll just be like yuck, zero out of five. And it's like, well, yeah. no, that beer still might be a good beer. It's just not your just your take. And I know a lot of breweries out there they hate that because they get low scores. They're like, come on, man, like I made a good beer. It's just not your thing and it's like you got to kind of be fair with that i think but
1: so the, that actually kind of reminds me it's funny when uh i i listened to the first episode i think it was the first episode you guys did on uh like budweiser i think and blue mm-hmm. and something else and then i remember as soon as you start seeing scores i was like oh my god like what are these guys crazy and like <laughs> and and it was just like i was mind blown yes, like man. these are the highest we scores ever but then i like kind of like really, kind of like you know, reset, and was like, no, no, like being purely objective and coming at this like, like with the uh, you were doing the um, the nostalgia part back then too, so yeah. like all those kind of factors and and the can and the taste for like what it is and all that. I'm like, okay, these are you know when when you're when you're looking at it objectively, yeah, like they, these these scores actually make sense, and I think that's that huge like why Untapped is is has that in that weird space right now.
3: Uh, I think I gave beer like, like a nine
0: point a- five too for nostalgia because like my dad so my dad's like oh,
3: it's the beer. same thing with me. It's
0: oh, like yeah. ten across we'll like, the board. So,
3: Tom and I were on uh, like we were on untapped before this episode, and I'm not going to say that things are stacked, but I will say like a handful of breweries in Quebec seem to take everything in terms of the top rated pieces, both for <laughs> beers and top rated breweries. I'm like, eh, I I don't know if people like geographically are like located uh, in like maybe it's Calgary or Edmonton or wherever like Edmonton didn't even make the top 250 breweries, which I find kind of, kind of shocking. And yeah. 250 in Canada too. So
0: there's definitely a with population of consumers too. Like Quebec has yeah. know, second most and popular I mean, it was province exactly in the of history. A lot yeah. Than
3: everywhere else, so. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Dan, what are you going to give the recommendation? What's your score?
1: It's uh, a tough one. I mean, I think John. So a lot of the things you were saying, I think, kind of ring ring true to with me as well. Um, I I would go a little bit higher. I, I you know what? I would go with eight point five.
2: Fucking um, right, Dan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, eight point five seems like I I would definitely recommend it. Like you said, it's a it's a um, kind of like flagship beer for not flagship, but uh, it's it's kind of a it's a standout beer for Ottawa. Um, I, I do have some nostalgic nostalgia to it because not too many places serve it on tap and i've had it on tap a lot you can get it at the lcbo so if someone was if i had friends visiting it's it you could recommend it and they don't have to go out of their way to to pick it up um i think it's pretty it's so kind of just teetering on the edge of like unique and interesting but also uh, not offensive in any one direction it's like it's not overly bitter it's not overly fruity it's not overly sweet it's such a like a nice little like wheelhouse that you can pretty much recommend it to everyone and I think most people would be pretty happy with it and I would certainly the only reason I don't go higher is because for me it's definitely situational like mm-hmm. if I saw this on there's certain beers if I saw it on the menu it's an instant like yeah give me that or I saw it on tap um, this one is kind of a little more situational, where it has to be kind of the right time and place for me to order. So oh, eight, and a, eight and a half.
3: Cool, great. Cool, sir. Uh, so moving into the modifier, I'm not going to give it a modifier. I have to say, so we just typically like well, we we can bump things up an extra point five points if we think it's over the top, excellent. If you're like hey, Alex, I think you rated this really shitty. So I'm going to try and and bump things up. Um, So it doesn't get it for me. I have to say, like, I feel like we were very fair with this beer. We still have three beers left to go. Um, So I'm I'm not going to give it that extra 0.5 bump.
0: Oh, man, I'm a bit torn. Um, I think I will give it the modifier, but I'm not overly enthused by it. Just because, like, I just got to – Again, I I cannot stress enough how, like, important this beer was to the, the development of, like, craft beer here in the city and, and how popular it is and how wide, widely consumed it is. And it, it's just such, like, a distinct beer. Like, even in, within the city, it, it kind of really made, like, fruity, citrusy beers popular. Like, I, after this beer came out, like, I saw a lot of other breweries making their own kind of pink fuzz kind of hack ripoff. Not ripoff, but, like, inspired, like, oh, we'll make our own kind of weedy, citrusy beer. And I, it kind of really – it also came out at a good time when, like, sweeter IPAs and more citrusy IPAs were coming into town and that kind of fit into the same mold, even though it's more of a wheat beer. Um, I'm going to give it the modifier. Again, I'm not overly enthused because frankly, this isn't even my favorite Beyond the Pale beer. Uh, Shout out to the darkness which or the darkerness. Hopefully, I'll get to talk Mm -hmm. about that on an Ottawa stout episode, which Dan, I don't know if you like your stouts, but whomever wants to drink some Ottawa stouts, you're welcome to come on. That's my favorite one. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give it the modifier. I'm not enthused, but again, I think Alex is right though. We've been pretty fair on this one.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it the modifier either. Again, I think I rated this pretty fairly, if not better. So that's my reasoning as well. How about you, Dan?
1: Um, so to, in, in all honesty, after listening to a few episodes, I'm still confused on what the modifier is. <laughs> but uh, but I, feel like, I feel like Alex, you just gave a great kind of uh, a different kind of perspective to it. And I'm looking at John's seven and a half and it's like hurting me inside. Um, and you know what, I, and I, I will give it the modifier, uh, hey. and, and almost for, for everything exactly that John said, how important it is, uh, like to Ottawa brewing. Um, it is such a staple again, like I, because it's a wheat beer, it's always so like, I always just want to like, you know, la, la, like citrus IPAs just exploded, um, after the craft brewery kind of thing did in Ottawa, especially. And I always call it an IPA and it's, it's totally not. It's a, it's mm. a wheat beer, but it, like, I mean, we haven't like the next one coming up. They, they pour very similar. There's like a similar kind of flavor profile. Um, it's just in its own, its own little world. Little world yeah. and, and I actually, I don't think it compares to the other beyond the pale beers. No. Like they, they all have such a different kind of unique profile. So I mm. think this one is, is, is a special little beer.
2: Sounds like a brewery spotlight episode in the future. Mm. Definitely. Oh uh, my God. We're, we're gonna do a brewery spotlight
0: at beyond the Pale, in that's person. For sure. We're gonna we're gonna double. Oh in back person. Yeah. Right you guys come out here to Ottawa. We're gonna do live yeah. DPF. Oh, yeah. So, so get this a, is back. this is how you
1: uh, this is how you guys tricked me into coming onto the show is I thought it was a uh, thought it was um, a Dominion City spotlight.
2: Oh, no, well, no, that's no, not no, our no. fault, Dan.
0: You can go look at <laughs> John. Well, I, I said auto episode, and I never I never said anything about that. I take. Well, I this no actually is whatsoever. a
3: nice segue, um, Dan, Dan. Dan, we're gonna get into Dominion City next, hey. and then drop it for two other beers. But let's let's do that one
0: next. All right. So Dominion City, Dan. Let's. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know this is a brewery that you have a lot of heart and interest in, and I think you could probably Ooh. shine a light on. A bit about what this brewery is, and a little bit about this beer, and, and you know, in general.
1: Sure. Um, so oddly enough, I I didn't really know a whole lot about it until I had Sunsplit, which was the, is the next beer that we were, were going to try. Um, and once I did, it was it kind of I got somewhat obsessed with the brewery. Um, yeah, so I I don't even know how I tried it or why I tried it. It was on tap somewhere uh at a bar or sorry a pub that we used to go to actually at at lunch sometimes uh with some co-workers back when when that was a thing a few years ago and and I tried it once and it was like the only place in Ottawa that actually had this beer on tap so every every other restaurant or pub I went to um I always asked for it and they never like the ones who had it were like oh you're you're in the know like you're onto something here um and it's just a really really cool uh brewery like they're yeah, they're very much like just on the on the kind of like, on the forefront of um, just kind of like social movements. They're huge on the community, like uh, partnerships, organizations, um, they have so many cool like different like they run a book club uh, where they send out like, you know, three or four of their beers, plus like a book and maybe some other oh. treats in there. Um, yeah, yeah, they that do. That sounds uh, kind of cool. <laughs> it's pretty neat um they do so when you buy their stuff online every i think it's once a month or for the for a month each month essentially they put a new kind of like local organization on there that you can add a donation onto so oh, sweet uh yeah every time you like buy a case of beer and they're going to deliver it or something you can add like 5 10 50 whatever uh however much you want to like a, a local kind of organization or like not-for-profit or charity uh, nice. they also have a huge what they call friends of dominion uh which is local kind of artisans uh winemakers yeah. and cideries other breweries they do food and like jams and preserves sometimes cool. like it's all over the place so
0: they're kind of like uh, a little co-op almost it's like you can buy like just little essentials and stuff yeah which is really cool oh, nice. they've a lot they they've become like a, a very the unique brewery here in Ottawa and even Ontario like they're kind of one of the most Acclaimed breweries here in the province, and they've kind of put Auto on the map. Um, I think you you said it pretty much spot on. Like in featuring the kind of social side, like I even remember like in 2018 during you know the whole Buck a Beer the Buck of Beer thing, they actually came out with like a a yellow Buck of Beer kind of mo- mocking can. It was a Blondale, yep. and the portions of that went towards like supporting like refugee programs here in the city. They had another beer that supported uh, Matthew House, which is like a group that's dear to my heart. Um, so yeah, they've kind of really been pushing kind of like the social kind of responsibility aspect of being like a larger, you know, company and, you know, they are a company in the city that does very well. And they've been kind of uh, giving a lot back to the city and kind of local groups. And they've just, they honestly, I don't want to call them a cult, but like they've built up a huge fan base of people who just like are, would die for this beer. Like they're passionate about it. They're zealots for this beer. Uh, yeah. It's like, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Jim Jones. I'm really glad you're going to be talking about this stand Cause like admittedly, I haven't had much to make it even though I live in Ottawa. Like I've had them at beer festivals here in the city. I've really liked their stuff, uh, but they're located out over close to Gloucester. I think Canada tech road. I this is on the can itself, which we're talking about. Yeah, Canotech Road. I don't usually, they've only really kind of recently started being out in like beer stores and stuff. So I started to have them, really like them. Um, Anything else that you want to mention, Dan, before we get to the can?
1: Um, Not so much. Uh, Just, I would actually, you know what, I'll touch on the other kind of really cool stuff they're doing. Because I think it's like just super awesome. Um, Their six-pack holders are compostable. Mm which oh, nice. is pretty like awesome that. not just biodegradable like you can actually just throw them in the compost and they'll, oh like, that'd be break sweet down. yeah um and they uh they have a they created a, a what they call the dominion city beer diversity scholarship uh which is a partnership with the niagara college brewmasters program um so it's like a it's a paid internship and uh and an annual bursary um for folks Ooh. that are typically underrepresented or represented underrepresented in the uh in the brewing industry so typically it's a very kind of uh i guess white uh male prominent uh industry you wouldn't know anything
0: about that you know we're a podcast a very diverse podcast of uh, yeah.
1: facial <laughs> but hair I, uh...
0: speckled men or at least i'm a speckled i guess so.
1: Yeah. So I think that it's just like a really they're just super, you know, they're active and they're not just kind of like saying it. They're actually kind of, you know, putting money out there and, and that's really cool. I'm yeah. getting these people like uh, like paid internship is huge regardless of the industry, um, especially for like uh, underrepresented or upper <laughs> underrepresented folks uh it, it's just yeah it's just really awesome they do a lot of cool stuff with the community yeah
0: they put their money where their mouth is which i think is really cool like they're not they're not just oh. like saying stuff to just get you to buy their stuff they don't they're not just like siloing and not caring at all they're actually like they advocate for it and they actually like donate their money and time and, and helping others around which i think here in ottawa is really appreciated like a lot of breweries i don't want to name names but there's some that kind of just don't really engage much they're kind of closed off so it's cool that they actually want to help Like yeah, yeah. Well, we like, I let's guess, don't I make guess course Vatican. We like course course this, seltzer. this
3: is like, I'm not trying to sound like a heartless person. <laughs> I mean, like uh, my, my co-host might think I am sometimes, but uh, is their beer costed more or is this just right out of their margin? Because that's actually very cool if you get a six pack here for the exact same price and get community stuff versus paying like twice as much. Because I do find that some people like really like emphasize the community stuff, but then you're paying 20 bucks for a six pack.
1: Yeah, so I uh, and that's something that I always kind of like I guess half joke about and half kind of like <laughs> I'm gonna say it kind of grinds my gear sometimes. I think their beer is sometimes some would call overpriced. Um especially when you get into so for a like a four seventy three mil, I think it's reasonable. Like you're paying, you know, let's say four and a half, five bucks for like a tall can, I think, for a good yeah, craft like local beer. Here. But yeah. they also have a lot of beers that only come in a three fifty five mil that cost like six seven dollars. So it's pretty tough. Yeah. I know because but you know, it's it's a fine line because a lot of they do like they emphasize local ingredients. There is this like community stuff. To be honest, I'm happy to pay that extra dollar fifty a beer or whatever it is. Um, and and they do a lot of limited run stuff. So like at Christmas time, you know, for a month only, you can get this like one kind of stout or something like like an imperial stout or, or like a really oh. interesting cool beer um that is like 12 <laughs> percent and yeah. it's like eight dollars for a 355 can but it's kind of like a one-off and a one-of-a-kind thing so
2: uh, it's like I super could, limited
3: yeah, yeah i could see I like some having people that, like rolling lineup like that's that's really cool because it just shows yeah it,
0: like... i think the distinct thing is like it, it can be expensive at times but they're, they're actually like they're actually good like i, I mean they're yeah they're they're liked they could they could be a dollar beer or they could be ten dollar beers and again they've built like a Z-lit fan base mainly because like they are very uh passionate about and they put their money where their mouth is in, so, in terms of supporting yeah. people but the beer they make it just slaps and it's gotten yeah. great reviews across the board um, let's just talk about the can because uh mm-hmm. i gotta say their art style is really interesting they do a lot of really colorful like all their cans have different colors my co-host I actually sent them um, a two flags one which has um different color on it they have i don't even know how to describe the art style it has like a very kind of flowy, it's almost like a, like the 70s like denver nuggets style like it's got that really colorful <gasps> 70s kind of look with like the fuck very off
2: john i literally shape. bought one today
0: oh denver nuggets like jersey like yeah the, the old style. one yeah, like with the like the rainbow, rainbow on but, it oh yes yeah. yes um, fuck yeah i love like all the the information they put on it they have like the description this beer features massive tropical hot flavor balanced bitterness expressive eat character enriched milk ball body sun split was brewed with loads of oats and in, in temperate uh, hopping rates and features a delivery hazy pork cold and enjoy fresh and then you, have, you have a little like and with the, with the exclamation mark the drink fresh at the top um it's really mm. colorful and playful and i find a lot of their cans are like that I, I just honestly kind of when we were gonna do this beer like i started to buy some of this stuff and it's I had their two flags we're going to talk about in the future. I don't want to spoil, but yeah, it was an amazing IPA. I was like, oh my God, it's like one of the most beautiful things I've ever put in my mouth before. Um, yeah, I really that's, like that's the what can. what she said. Yeah, that is that is what she said. That's what I said too. So that's what we all said. Uh, just <laughs> a side
1: note on cans though for future episodes. Yeah. Town and country. Uh, by Dominion City should make it on just, just for the can alone.
0: Uh, okay, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Uh.
1: It's like throwback to like like 70s, 80s, 90s Ooh. like Parks Canada black oh, or oh, brown and yes. brown and yellow vibes. Yeah. It's, it's oh, okay. like one of the best can art. Like, oh, a, yeah, it's great.
0: I am um, I wasn't really like super into- I mean I love the color style but I wasn't really super designed but now that I'm looking at it it's just like it feels like every component has like really care and love put into it and interesting and I love I love their logo it's like a typical it almost looks like a like a traditional canadiana style like a lot of their merchandises kind of has like the three fl- three leaves like the the, the flag kinda. isn't it yeah it- yeah yeah exactly um yeah six- is that what it's-, it's-, it's called I think so I think the it's the
2: fill called. flag
0: I think so. I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I don't know. <laughs> just, um...
2: Anyhow, Someone needs still, to fact roll, check roll roll John. Yeah, we
0: need like roll fact check to... yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, this is uh, yes. not incorrect. 6.5%, uh, <laughs> a little bit higher in alcohol volume, which is, uh, which is fine for an IPA, I think. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the cans? I've been chatting enough as it is. What do you think?
2: Uh, I don't mind. I like this can. I'm trying to think of what was that movie? I think it's um, Eternal Dance of the Sunshine Kid. That's what it reminds me of, this label. Like it's like, it's very bold. Like it's very eye-catching with the blue. It's really good. Like offsetting colors. I think this looks really like, it looks kind of, it looks pretty. I should say. Yeah. I would, that's how I'd put it. It looks cool. It like, makes it seem, I'm really excited just to try this, to be honest, because it's six and a half. It says right on it, strong beer. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be good. And I like how they love a little description. It's a hoppy beer as an IPA. I'm not much of an IPA person, but I'm still. This kind of makes me excited to drink it. Yeah. What about you, Alex?
3: I, I kind of like the Dominion City with the like the Maple leaves, like very patriotic. I like. I actually enjoy seeing stuff like that, which is cool. Um, I will say it's a very basic can, but I mean mm-hmm. it is v- very forward. You can see this from a mile away because it's bright yellow. Um, I I kind of uh, like how um, confident they are by saying yeah. it's a very good beer right at the crack oh, yeah. like, open a can you stare at the can as you're about to drink from it if that's all you see so I, I don't know it's like it's cheeky and i like it um it does say massive tropical mm-hmm. hop flavor which makes me a little bit concerned i'm not a huge ipa there's mangoes
0: in it. it hopefully it's like yeah, your mouth's like, like blown up I by the, iPhone, the end of this so. like, episode like, hey, right, right, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. just be like tropical just like um but yeah i i like it i i think it's um it, it has kind of that cheekiness to it and um yeah, I'm all a All of a sudden?
0: Cheeky, lad.
2: Yeah, so, so all I could think about is like, oh, you cheeky bastard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, Anyhow. Let's, let's rate it so we can yes. get into this. Yeah. What do you think out of 10 here, guys?
2: I'm giving uh, it a 7.5. I'm going to be blunt.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it the same, 7.5. I like a lot about the can. Now that I look at it more, I really appreciate a lot of stuff. Um, I just like, I like their just overall kind of suite of cans and their kind of design and composition. It's really colorful and playful, um, but I am kind of, I have a bias I like really like unique art forward cans. And I find like they really put a lot of emphasis on like kind of like the text and the colors, but the design otherwise is, is a little bit um, limited, which I think is kind of intentional. Uh, 7.5 for me, I really like it, but um, it's not my, my favorite.
3: Mm-hmm. And what do you think?
1: I I think I, I want it I want to go as high as a 9 but I think I'm going to go 8.5. That's uh, fair. I think based on like the other cans and the, their artwork they have nailed like the kind of like um I guess like complementary colors Maybe that might not yeah. be the right term and I mm-hmm. probably should know that being with like having a design background. But like the uh the opposing colors like the the blue and the yellow their other cans mm-hmm. like they just they always do a two color scheme and they just they it like it slaps. It's, it uh, works. like a way good way to It slaps. It's like definitely slaps. Yeah, the and, system and, works, and it makes me think of just like uh, so. It makes me think of like a hot day on a patio and like having one of these, um, and you can only have about one or two of them before it turns into a like a day bender. But <laughs> they're uh, yeah, it's I think <laughs> it's a great on. can. It just it looks it looks like summer. It's got the big sunflower on there. It's the the blue and the yellow is like just super eye catching and great um yeah i think 8.5 is uh that's where i'm gonna go nice
3: um i'm gonna come right in the middle with an eight i think um i I, I don't think it's as nice as the last can but i do think it has a lot going for it like dan said it slaps like i I do think that this is like very like um i don't know iconic like you can just see it from a mile away um kind of yeah, I like it. I don't know what else to say. Like, there there isn't much on it, but I I still kind of look at it. I'm like, oh, that's nice. So uh, yeah, eight for me. Let's Crack it open.
2: That's a nice beer. <laughs> oh,
3: wait, who
1: wants to count us down? I guess <laughs> Dan should.
3: Something your mom might say. <laughs> yeah, that's a I mean, nice, that's nice beer.
1: Nice. <laughs> Dan, you should count us down. It's your
0: beer.
2: Yeah. to you have
1: have Start for five.
2: Yeah. You can start five. wherever the fuck you want.
1: I feel it's like a, I feel like a, a three countdown is a little more appropriate. All
2: right, you do idea. you, boo boo.
1: All right, three, two
2: one crack them oh that fucking sounded great
0: oh my god it smells amazing yeah, oh my you god save that sound clip that, that oh i inhaled the beer again by accident <laughs> oh my god john's trying to rail up. the beer again oh, my god. <laughs> oh. John turn in your white reaction, tropical hops <laughs> yeah. yeah for those listening last episode i went to sniff one of the seltzers and i just inhaled in like half of it and i just Yay. choked for like five minutes straight so that was fun
2: it's just, just trying to
0: rail it all that so of a, i'm gonna guess this is like more of like an east coast ipa like citrusy uh um i'm gonna say like not as dry kind of fruit yeah. flavor man mine poured very foamy i should have probably poured how really? did you pour that i poured Dude. it like an asshole i just kind of dumped it like an idiot this was a fucking perfect yeah look place. at this cheers guys yeah, me and tom
1: got it going on <laughs> Honestly, dan knows
2: what's up i fucked up <sighs> smells very it happens pleasant. let's see how it tastes Wow. god I've damn terribly
3: so i'm drinking right out of the can but it that tastes very good
2: <laughs> god yeah. damn
3: i don't even wow. I, like i do not like ipas but this is like Me a neither sensitive beer like this is a very mild
2: taste
3: so that's
1: actually like i'm surprised uh alex you say that because like when you say like i don't like ipas like oh i don't know how
3: sun splits gonna go next round well uh. yeah i don't maybe it's the one that uh, like the ones that john choose are always like very like Heavy in terms of the hops, but I, I like my the, dry IPAs, it's my, my west coast kind of yeah. tasting it makes it feel uh, a bit more mild. But um, in
2: western Canada, we get more of that style,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not a huge uh, the west coast IPAs, I'm not a huge fan of because they're they definitely are heavier on the dry and the bitter side, but uh, these um. The These Citra Hops great. is, is where, where it's at. I think this is a I very interesting really beer
0: because it's a very high IBU. Like, I, I don't think it's a high IBU, but it's a very high like ABB. Like it's a 6.5, which is pretty interesting. God, that's but good. Good. It tastes very light and breezy. Yeah. Not as sweet as the two flakes. I think the, the two flakes that I had was definitely like more citrusy, more kind of fruity. This one isn't as much, but it's very like juicy, very watery. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by this. Like, Juicy I really, fruit, it's going on. I love my IPAs, and I'm two thumbs up. This is, it's really good. It smells very pleasant, right. too. So,
3: I'm just looking at our show notes here, and it has a 4.09, which is a near 90 on Beer Advocate. Yeah, oh, it's a 4.09,
0: 89, very good. And a an 4.08 on a tap. This is one of the highest-rating beers. It's like a
3: near-perfect
0: score. On yeah, 90. this is – oh, my God, this is really good. It's uh, it's
1: it's by far, I think my my favorite beer, uh, in Ottawa, it's like Canada, it's the best yeah, beer I've ever had. I,
0: I I'm slowly, I, as I said before, like Dominion City is like a very passionate, almost cult like fan base here in the city. I haven't been as into it. i have started to have more of it, and like I might have to start, you know, wearing the the sashes and becoming a Dominion City advocate. I don't know. I'm have to start putting up their logo in my kitchen or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> they make good, they make good beers, and this beer is the first time I'm having it wonderful ipa very sweet very juicy if you like your east coast ipas you don't like your overly hoppy more mild ipas this is really in your ballpark packs a punch but it doesn't taste like it like again like it almost tastes like a no it tastes like a citrus light beer but it's like a 6.5 i'm blown away i'm honestly blown away Mm -hmm.
1: so like a word to the wise after about two of these it starts to hit like tequila (laughs) oh
4: Oh, like great. a
1: sunsplit drunk is its own world of drunk. It's, it <laughs> is like, something yeah. completely different and it's like pretty awesome, but like you have to be ready for it once you've had about three pints of it.
0: Just for trying to compare it, like having like five James Reddies on the patio in, in Sandy <laughs> Hill, it's like this is like two of those is like six or five James Reddies on the patio. Yeah. Oh, no, James Ready's a 5.5, 5, so 5, you like, don't talk bad about JR. Oh, I loved my JR. Uh, JR boy, eight packs were my jam. Oh my Damn. God.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 12 pack bottle
0: once we can hang out again i'm gonna have to crush a couple of these and go to a 67s or a red blacks game yeah this tastes
2: re- this tastes really good like i'm very surprised by this like again both me and alex aren't really ip i,
0: I
3: didn't people. really want to have this one to be honest today i was kind of like uh
2: and i saw it was six and a half and i was like oh god this is gonna taste like garbage i bet but and to my surprise it tastes fucking amazing
3: yeah, the really IPAs have... out here are just the complete opposite, and I I can't drink them. Like, I, I avoid
0: them like a drinking low. a pine tree, yeah. They tend to be like a, yeah. Wow, Look, I'm, this I'm is just good. Like, I'm going to give this a top of Me of a nine. I love this IPA. I like my IPAs. I'm not like a IPA sealant. Like, I've kind of wavered. Like, I, for a long time, I was like IPA guy, like typical IPA guy, <laughs> and then I kind of got sick of them, and I'm like... They're not my my thing anymore. Yeah. And I was starting to try other stuff. Like I tried my like stouts and sours and quarters and, and pilsners and what have you. But in recent months I've kind of gone back to them because I feel like people have really in the last few years have moved away from them. We've seen like different beer trends. We've seen kind of the rise of the East coast IPAs and the really citrusy sweeter ones. We've seen the rise of like sours. They've been really popular. And I think recently we've kind of seen a lot of like vloggers and stuff kind of come back. I'm, I'm kind of getting back in IPAs. I really like them. This one was a really nice surprise. Again, I'm not as, experience with dominion city brewing company but i've had their two flags which man i really love that one more of a sweeter beer i would say this one's more of a lighter drier not dry but like lighter fruitier um kind of juicier a lot of like apricotty orange flavors and i i just really love the taste i could just drink this all day um i wouldn't Mm -hmm. but uh, i could if i wanted to i I totally would. would yeah it makes for a fun day that's for sure
2: Mm-hmm. All right. it's gonna make for a fun adventure when i go get my sandwich after yeah. this. <laughs> shout out to pharaoh sandwiches shout out to pharaoh guys. sandwiches oh, yeah.
3: pharaoh sandwiches i had it once and i yeah i missed it. it it was very good so someone has to explain what what pharaoh sandwiches is
2: it's a sandwich shop that's like right around the corner for me and every after every podcast i go there to get a sandwich because i just crush like three or four beers so I have it yeah, as my post. Honestly,
3: before the uh, before our case numbers spiked here, I went to see Tom in Edmonton and we recorded one episode in person and I went in and it was like, fantastic sandwich.
1: Is it just uh, like a local, like a one-off or like a franchise? Yeah.
2: No, there's like, they have a couple locations, but it's all owned by the same people. And it's like, they wow. only have four sandwiches you can pick from.
0: Oh, wow. They, nice. they wrap it in butcher's paper. I'd a Frank. Yeah. if you guys Ooh, remember yeah. Uh, Andy mm-hmm. Yeah. Andy mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey, what, are you guys, what are you guys
0: for score what are we gonna give
2: i'm each? gonna i'm gonna give it a nine as well john this wow. was fucking good i have yeah. to admit like i was pretty blown away by this in one sense and i really like how this brewery kind of operates i like with all the stuff that they do and i think they should get a little bit more recognition and mm-hmm. th- this whole but i've even then i'm like i thought this taste fucking you can put all the community like service shit behind and just go by taste this is still a fucking awesome beer
0: yeah, that's what I would say because, like, again, like a lot of breweries would just like go all in on community stuff, and maybe their beer is something to be desired. But Dominion City, their beers oh. are like really oh. highly oh. regarded. Like here in Ontario, even like punching above their weight comparing to a lot of, you know, Toronto beers, Henderson, Bellwoods, like they're at that level, and they're yeah. there for a reason because now they make good beers. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: coming in at an eight point five, which will probably shock people. Considering I don't even like IPAs, and this is very good. Um, yeah, I i'm very impressed i would have this again um this is like for a six and a half percent beer i'm not tasting it yeah. and like dan mentioned it's probably dangerous in that respect for like you you have a couple of these who are like oh shit <laughs> like, how did we get here
0: Make sure a bad so- hope volleyball uh, day <laughs> <laughs> you made a great volleyball i was gonna beer. say yeah, one go on. of the best hope it's yeah, an Ottawa ahead but if you're out there having a few of these playing volleyball you might uh yeah like but yeah, I'm
3: I'm sh- like very surprised um, and very impressed with this beer.
2: This is fucking tasty. I want more.
3: Yeah, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I I
1: I'm gonna have to go nine and a half. Oh,
4: you're perfect.
1: it, it Jeez, is. I mean, I, I I can't give it perfect, uh, but it is. I mean, somewhat biased. It is by far my most favorite beer, like on the planet right now. Actually, no. It has been for like two or three years. So, um, and in like domains, like John said, they uh, they it's just it's just such a good beer. Like all their beer, Um, and like you kind of look at it. Sometimes you're like, oh, for like five bucks a can or four bucks, and you're like, but like it's just so good. And this is one of them that is, it comes in and they'll sell out within like a month. They'll brew a whole new batch, like skids of it, and then it'll sell out. And then you know they, it's yeah. It's just a like a phenomenal IPA. I love it.
0: All right. We're getting into the recommendation. Um, I guess I'll start off. Uh, man, my goodness. I'm going to give it an eight. Cause like, again, I do think like the IPA thing, some people, it's, it's a very high alcohol percentage. Some people that might limit them. Um, I imagine if like you, you're convincing someone to buy it, it's probably, it's, their beer going to be a little bit more costly. Um, there are some negatives, but the positives are just really overwhelming. I think even for people who don't like IPAs, they would really enjoy this. Very juicy, very light, flavorful, um, pleasant smelling. Um, you know, it calls sun split. It, it, it smells. It smells and tastes like summer. It smells and tastes like mm-hmm. being on a patio on a nice warm day in the city, hanging out with friends, hanging out in the park. It's. It, it just. It makes me. It gives me. It gives me a warm, nice feeling, and that's probably just the <laughs> alcohol talking. But but it's. But it's. Uh, it's great. I'm gonna give it an eight. And uh, I can't wait till uh, we can all hang out again, Dan. And uh, I think I might have to, you know, instead of having the canned rosé, I'm going to have to switch to this one instead. So,
1: yeah, Uh, but.
2: (laughs) Well, this is I want to give it a nine for recommendation. I was very surprised by this. And I think people should try this. Like, even for me, like, I don't like IPAs. But I think people that don't even like IPA should try this. Because this is like, again, like John said, this is summer in a can, essentially. I feel like I want to hang out in the park, smoke weed, and drink this all day.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm coming in at a nine as well. I have to say, like, I'm sad that I only have one here. I wish I had more.
2: Yeah, they're, I want more. Good,
0: and, um, John, send more. Day- I'll, I'll send more. Day. Or you guys come to Ottawa, we'll just have a whole bunch of these and go uh, watch a Red Blacks game in the field and just – I, I just know. feel
3: like this, this is like what's missing <laughs> in Alberta. Like when we have yeah. these um, West coast IPAs and stuff, like um, there are some breweries that ship across Canada. Like you got the crop from cold garden. Yeah. We ordered some stuff from Halifax. Like just the fact that we don't have access to this is, is honestly quite sad. <laughs> like I wish we had it. So if not nine for me. And I have no hesitation telling anyone who has the same kind of taste profile as me. If they call me crazy to, Oh, why would I order an IPA? This one's good. Like, I don't know when i can else. get a logger, yeah nine for me
2: nice what do you think dan yeah i'm gonna go nine too um, nice it's
1: uh I, I i've turned a lot of people onto this beer and yeah, like it's like even like kind of like your yourselves like alex and tom like people who are like i'm not an ipa person um, they're like well that's actually pretty good and it doesn't really huh. fit into that uh it just it almost hits more like that wheat beer like yeah it kind of hits a little bit like uh like the pink fuzz
0: you could tell me that, like, we could do a blind like Pepsi Coke taste test, and like I would tell you the Pink Fuzz is an IPA, and this is like, yeah. a wheat beer. Honestly, one hundred percent,
1: it's pretty close. So, uh, yeah, it's a. It, I would definitely. There are certain, you know, you can always have at least one. Whether you order the second pint is situational, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely I would. If this is on the uh, on on tap, then it's uh, that's a hundred percent what I'm ordering.
0: Nice. Uh, for modifier, I was like, I didn't want to like be overly optimistic. I've had the two flags. Again, I'm not superly really experienced with Dominion City, but wow, I was really impressed by this. Um, I, I kind of expected it to taste very much like the two flags. I was like, oh, it's going to be like the two flags. Uh, but this was like, I was really surprised how different this was. Like, it really generally tastes less less sweet and citrusy and, and tart. I was really impressed by it. I'm going to give it a modifier. I'm going to give it a point five. I loved it
2: definitely i'm definitely giving us the modifier again like just from like sure surprise i consider this like the shock rock of beers pretty much <laughs> like this was like i don't even know i can't even talk right now it's i was just pretty much like su- so surprised by it and it's like super good and i hope we get to try these soon together john and
0: basically yeah. this is the acdc high voltage of beers like, yeah oh man yeah
2: no this is the dirty d's done dirt cheap okay, of yeah. fucking beers
3: so <laughs> Uh, unpopular opinion here not giving it the modifier love this beer oh, whatever i i think we're all coming in near perfect with this beer so i'm not getting it doesn't deserve a bump because it's already in the the top tier so no modifier for me what about you dan
1: yeah i'll give it a modifier i think it deserves yeah, it yeah you will it's they yeah i i can't say enough about it it's a great beer i would i would give it a few modifiers if i could
2: <laughs> a few mods. But I
1: also actually just want to add on to what John said about like kind of like because John, you've mentioned a few times about comparing it to like the two flags. Yeah. And two flags, I think, is the only Dominion city you can get in the LCBO, I think, or beer store. Uh, beer
0: store, yeah. When I went to beer store, there's town and country, and and the
1: oh, they flags. do have town and country. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, they do. So I'm, you recommended it. I'm going to try it out because I, I did take a quick look and it has like that brown and yeah, they really go for like a. We have me and my me and Tom and Alex have been sharing like extensively like the Canada.gov like Instagram account, which is a lot of old Canadiana like yeah,
4: yeah. and
0: I feel like they really kind of lean into that a little bit, which is kind of fun, because they are very, I mean, honestly, they're very progressive, but they do kind of really incorporate a lot of the traditional Canadiana. Um, yeah and a bunch of their uh, that which is really cool
1: they have like parliamentary names like too like a uh, point of order and and stuff like that like they their their names are kind of like cheeky but also like well like thought out and, yeah. and just to your point like they I feel like every beer they do is different and like some some breweries you know you're like oh they they just do a really good IPA or they have a really good stout or a really good pilsner or something um, but very you could go to like well, I think why I love Dominion City is you could easily say like they have a fruity IPA. They have a more of a dry hopped IPA. They have a crazy 12% stout. They have a normal like 5% stout. They have like a Pilsner, a log, like anything you want. They just do it really, really good. And I think Makers of very Good Beer is just like, it's kind of a, a confident, somewhat arrogant, I guess, slogan, but it, it hits, it's so, you know, it, it's true. It's
0: it's, it's true, yeah. Great, great brewery.
2: They stand behind it.
0: That's bang on, and uh, that was our second beer. We're past the halfway. We we've done our half halftime show. We're uh, we're on to Broadhead Oatmeal Stout.
2: Oh, we're doing the um, oatmeal. Oh, I'm excited you know, for this.
0: I, I gotta be honest, I never had this one. I just picked it on a whim. I do know Broadhead. Broadhead is an OG player, somewhat OG player in the space. Founded in 2011, um, they started in a small garage um, in the city. They for a long period of time they were over on uh, in in the PN just off of Maryvale. And uh, Riga oh, Drive, and uh what's that for real?
2: Yeah, there are. It's like off fucking Merivale.
0: There's well, there's also Nita there. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, oh Jesus, around the industrial park. Yeah, they were there for a long time. They've, as of 2019 now, they're now in this massive space, thirteen thousand square foot in Orleans. Like, th- it's funny because like they they call themselves broad-headed. It's a joking reference themselves. It was a for a Jamie White and a few other friends. They called themselves like kind of like broad-headed fellas like they're just kind of like a bunch of lugs they're like a bunch of big-headed fellas they made this and, and they really kind of it's kind of funny because they were kind of early in the space they've always kind of classified themselves as kind of like underdogs and they've kind of just always been there and they've done very well it's really interesting to talk about this can too because I don't know if the, I, I I found out recently this is like a provincial law thing but a lot of breweries in Ontario and, and Ottawa here too are recently kind of redesigned their cans Broadhead has redesigned their cans uh regrettably big rig has redesigned all their cans and they look like i'm sorry they look like ass like i like the old I was just about to say, i'm, I love the I'm old glad old, you said that I, I i love big rig uh but they're old cans mm-hmm. and actually i bought a bunch of old cans so i think when i when you guys try them it might be the old cans so we may be biased but uh um i gotta say when i saw this can i was kind of like oh they changed their design i really love their old kind of like sideways looking different layout design but looking at it with further inspection, I think they've done a really good job. I love how they have kind of the schematic with the with the vats showing kind of what it looks like. It's like a like an old like blue 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 um, blueprint schematic. They have the gear on it. It says what it is it's an oatmeal stout. They've got kind of a little spectrum, which I like with showing the kind of like the graph, like the kind of the slider. They have like the IBU. It's a bit lower on the scale. Although it says 26, which I'm like, is there a higher one that's like 40? That's crazy. Um, um they have a little description about the beer. You know, they say, work hard, the new slogan. Their old slogan used to be um, that they were underdogs and that they're uh, making, and now, now their slogan is work hard, drink easy at Broadhead. Great things come from hard work, passion, ingenuity. Our recipes are crafted to be flavorful, yet approachable, striking a balance between innovation and tradition. We are makers of beer you can trust. Um, I hope
2: I can trust them.
0: I hope so too. Um, yeah, they're, it's, it's really cool. And they, they, they've been kind of like an old player in the space. They were one of the first breweries that came around. They were actually the fourth brewery in the city um, when they opened, like in terms of crab breweries. Like I think there probably would have been like Clock Tower and maybe like Waller Street and a few other ones like that were around that time. And they've kind of, they've been in the space for a long time. And I think they've kind of built a lot of respect around that. Um, what are your thoughts of the can? I, again, I, I wanted to it kind of a little bit disheartened that they kind of redesigned their cans, but I think they've done a really good job with them. And um, I'm interested. What do you guys think? So I, I like how like... they
2: put... Sorry, Dan, go no,
0: no, Tom, all you? Oh, I know what Tom's going to say. Go ahead.
2: I just, well, you know what I'm going to say But I wanted to point out they have a QR code. And look, I thought that was really
0: cool. I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty slick. You
2: can, yeah. And then you can hear about the story.
0: And so they, have who, a really, you- they have a literal video that pops up when you click on their website. It's like our story. Yeah. It shows like behind the scenes. Uh, Jamie Waits from the co-founder. He's like, Hello, hi, welcome to Broadhead. They show like, that's really cool. I like to see... I really hate when, when you go to a search up, I mean, as a podcaster, I hate it, but like as a general consumer, I hate when like you try to find out at a craft brewery, there's no information. I love when they're just like, we'll tell you all about how we started from day one. They literally show blueprints from like their, their basements, their friends' basement country oh, really? room where they started. It's like, here's where we oh, had our original. Yeah. Beautiful. It's probably one of the best history kind of st- telling us kind of how they're founder- founding. Probably one of the best I've seen so far uh, in terms of craft That's really cool. It's really cool that's
2: really cool i really like this like i'm not gonna lie the the front of this looks kind of bland
0: oh yeah it does yeah
2: but on the back it looks so much better i'm like oh wow like again like the blue like the schematic for their fucking processors and like their, their stills i'm like this looks fucking sweet and the ibu scale the srm scale and i'm like I, this I used, looks really I used cool my phone
3: and i looked it up too like I, there's a qr code yep.
2: yeah that's Everything what we were out. saying yeah I just want to touch on one thing. These fucking motherfuckers say contains fucking Yeah, barley. that's what I knew you were gonna say. Uh, oh yes. But no, no, I want to touch on something though. They say contains barley, wheat, and oats. I don't think oh. anyone else says that. No Everyone one else just does contains barley. I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. It contains barley. <laughs> Some people though. But anyhow, I like this can. It looks good. Like the backside, like I think it kind of evens out from the front. What do you guys think? Sure.
0: I've read yeah, the might... their old mantra. Sorry, their old mantra is cheers to the underdog. That was their long time, their old mantra. Oh. Now they've recently changed it up because like, you know, cheers to the underdog, they still kind of, they see, perceive themselves as the underdogs. But frankly, they've been kind of like a, I don't even know how to the sports analogy yet. They're kind of like a, a Pajot, they're like an underdog but they've also become very successful they've been traded for lots of draft picks they've received a huge contract they're like an underdog they perceive themselves as an underdog and kind of a like blue collar but they've just been very successful and i've been willing to bet that these selling hot cakes brewery they make a lot of their 174 taproom series they make a whole wow. bunch of unique flavors really interesting stuff
1: so this it's, it's an interesting label because i'm i'm kind of torn on it um so like john you alluded to the uh the redesign uh I think their old design had a lot of character to it it looked more unique Mm. and original and like kind of like interesting and like in your face um looking at it now like they they basically rebranded to everything looks the same but they changed the color and the name so like if you get like a like a i don't know like a pilsner or whatever like it's the same can just a different color and then instead of oatmeal stout it says pilsner yeah um Mm. so in in one kind of you know compared to other uh craft breweries and stuff like that it, i find it a little bit like kind of boring or plain and to me this new design uh so i am get and you'll have to let me say my butt at the end of this uh so this new design looks to me like it's trying to be a like it's trying to be a craft brewery like it's like this is what we should look like mm-hmm. so <laughs> i guess the butt um their whole kind of like premise is, you know, making craft beer accessible and it's on the can and it's kind of like what they're behind. So they're trying to get more, you know, for the people like, let's say my dad who drank, Bud his whole life and like, and Shout you're like your hey I love
0: yeah yeah. So <laughs> <dad>. <laughs> Can't and, rise up. yeah, and you're
1: like you're like, hey dad like this is what craft beer is and then you're like here is a like a pilsner by broadhead it's such a it's a good transition it is super accessible it like they're yeah. not offensive in any of their flavors You if you like a Rickards Red you'll like their amber ale but it's the craft like local version of it so I think that it well, me personally, I'm a little bit like bored by it and think it's kind of all, like it just, it's not as good as their old one. I think they they kind of nailed it in terms of what direction they want to head in, what market they want to appeal to, and like what they're kind of their whole making beer accessible. I think it it, it nails it.
3: Yeah, I think,
0: um, do you guys have any other comments? I'm going to, I'm ready to give a score, but. Uh, well, yeah. I,
3: the only thing I would say is it does kind of remind me. And like, the, I think of this in a positive light of like me, like changing my oil in my garage. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like a
2: big fire. oil stain on the side.
3: <laughs> Pardon?
2: With a big oil stain on the side. <laughs>
0: yeah, like it basically reminds
3: me of like BP spill in my garage.
0: Uh, <laughs> call me British
2: Petroleum, baby. Uh, call me BP because It's just
1: missing the, the Oilers' ones. like teardrop. Uh, the old draft. yeah. Oh, shut uh, out the uh, Shout out to
0: the Oilers. Shout to the Oilers, McDavid. Let's go, hundred points. The,
3: the only thing day. I would say, and like I'm happy to get into scoring, is this just attacks like the label from a totally different angle than what we've looked at so far.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to kick it off. I'm going to give this. You know, I'm going to give it. A, I'm near the 7.5 i i i going into it i first saw it i was like they massacred my boy and i saw that with like the big rigs so like, okay i'm gonna get political for a second done for what are you doing like why, what's this new rule about all the cans they have to look different and be well we'll scrub this part what rule are you talking yeah, about john forward. all these cans are redesigning to be like this they're all kind of like big rigs like this too like i don't know what's going on anyways yeah we're gonna scrub it but um uh, anyways I, I just think like I saw the front I thought it looked like shit I was like wow this looks like ugly as as hell but I looked at the back and I'm like oh it's got a lot of interesting kind of unique features I've never seen I've never seen on a can in my life having kind of a little blueprint schematic showing their actual kind of vats where they yeah. brew it that's really cool so for me um, that gives me a very significant bump what would have been a lower score to a 7.5 for me really cool.
2: Mm. I'm going to agree with you, John. I'm going to give it a 7.5 as well. I for the same reasons. I thought the front was fucking boring, but I turned it around. I'm like, well, this is fucking cool. Why don't you kind of make this the front? If anything, just put this like a wraparound. Who gives literal, a shit about your little gear head?
0: Literal business in the front, party in the back.
2: Yeah, this is the mullet of beer, the mullet <laughs> of stouts, I should say. Yeah, but it's not bad. Like it, kind of whatever. It it suits it, but. I wanted to, sorry, I'm going to get really off topic, no, go ahead. I, I, but like the big rig brewery, I remember I had a glass from them and I had the fucking, it was, um, it's a beauty, a lager and it had like the old, like seventies hockey style. And I said, like, it's a beauty of like what Don Cherry used to say. Yep. And I remember I had a glass from them and I thought that was like the coolest thing ever It's an old, like Facebook profile picture of me even, cause I thought it was like the best design ever for like a beer label. And it's kind of sad that they changed. Uh, yeah, did that well, have like the uh,
1: the golden chevrons like around it,
2: or oh, like uh, yeah. or something like that? No, it just had. It looked like a Winnipeg Jets logo, like the logo uh, they had, okay. like the old one. That's what it looked like. But it was like the hockey stick, and it said, "It's a beauty."
0: <laughs> Shout out, Chris Phillips. Uh, yeah, yeah Chris, you're doing actually- something good. Chris, if you like the podcast, connect with me, please. Bango bombs all day. Oh bango on the, on bombs. Bango bombs. Let's
2: go.
3: <laughs> Anyhow, uh, on the can, I'm taking a, a different, I'm taking a different direction than everything else. I'm giving this an eight. I think this is oh, as good, if oh. not better, Jeez. than Dom City because of the back of the can. Fully. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I disagree with um is one, if they're, if these are all like facing out and you go to the uh the liquor store, this looks like a bargain bin label. Oh. It really does, and then um, the only other thing I really disagree with is uh, John saying that Pagano was a success because I mean this John- guy is a <laughs> success. He got a fucking thirty million dollar contract, contract or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know,
0: know. from like, the to all the time. But he I is think a he's kind of a success, success. Like, but I don't think
2: his yeah. career
0: his 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 last year at Ottawa he was like a, a write-off. He scored like he was a, almost half a point per game or over half a point per game. They traded him for like two picks. Beautiful.
1: He scored four goals in that game against fucking New York oh in the God. playoffs. Guy's
0: legend. Yeah, guy's a legend. Legend. Guy's legend. I'm, I'm going to get his number on my jersey, I think. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> we, we, can, we
3: can save that for domestic. Domestic any- cajos only. I will say that. <laughs> uh, it's it's <laughs> not uh, – I, I would not call him a success. Yeah. I would call him someone that's very, like, lucrative and and good in a country. Uh,
2: he's a fucking shark. I'm going to say it? it. Let's go. Let's
3: go win the cup. Let's go.
2: Anyhow, right. so – oh, sorry
3: – Dan, what do you think
1: uh so can uh this is a tough one because honestly i very much find it a boring can um and 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 you know honestly that I, lo- I do love the qr code um if you like if, if something like Sunsplit split slap that qr code on that can and you could like instantly get in touch like or see like their their story their instagram it, it it's a good thing it's a it's a great piece of um kind of just like i don't even want to say marketing but just like sharing your story i i dislike the the new logo but from a pure kind of like marketing perspective and seeing what they're trying to do and 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 i kind of get it uh i i think they're doing a good job in terms of just like making it plain like if my dad were to walk in the beer store and say oh that like that looks like something i would try um i think they've done what they want to do so in that case i think it's successful
3: uh i'm gonna go with an eight
2: Nice. nice. What's the first score.
3: All right, let's crack this so. open. I'm I'm very excited. Yeah,
2: I want to hey. drink this. Hey, yes, audience, pay
0: attention. We're gonna crack oh, open a can. I, we love you guys. Appreciate I'm gonna it. count us down if you don't. Yeah, mind. please do. Please
3: do.
2: Oh, are you ready now?
3: Is this and, um? Is this nitro stout
0: or just uh, no?
3: Okay, yeah, it's I just I uh, an sh-
0: it shake it and pour it <laughs> properly. <laughs> there was a sound. One time where I opened it and it literally sprayed everywhere. I don't remember what it was all right, I will it. count it. Was yeah. It was the
2: cobblestone. It was the cobblestone. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Alex, do you want to count us down? <laughs> Go yeah, for I think like,
0: Tom already won. Tom's like ready. He's <laughs> like, all
3: right. Three, two, one, crack them.
0: Oh, it actually did blow up on me a little bit. Yeah, I got a little bit of. Oh, that's in my pants. Damn it. Ugh. you Peter self-drawn. on on my like, vintage sweater. Eh, no, nothing. Oh no. Sweater. Oh, it did. It landed. It certainly smells
2: after. like a stout.
0: Oh. I love Stouts. I'll watch I'm gonna wash this out after the episode. Nothing touching this beautiful. John, sweater. you're never supposed to wash your jersey. I got, this, got, and I got the know. sweater in Cal uh, in a Sudbury. I just at them all there, and it's like they had this sweater hanging up. I'm like, I'm getting this shit no one there is a sense fan. They're like, all right, sure. I don't fucking blame them. Great sweater. Yeah, it's a great sweater. All right, pour this out. Pour is great. Um, (laughs) If we're going by our old scoring of five C's, it's got a good cascade effect. uh, I didn't
2: get much of a cascade, not going to lie.
1: Can someone explain the cascade uh, score?
2: So When you get a a Guinness, this is how we kind of rate it all stouts, is based off a Guinness. When you pour a Guinness, you have that cascading effect from that goes from the bottom (laughs) to the top.
1: But, like, no stout really does that, except for Guinness.
2: Well, no other sure stouts, stouts do, them. believe it or not.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: do by yeah, oh, yeah. If,
3: if you do a hard pour on it, it actually can. Like, so there's – Do you need uh, a widget? Our, our,
0: our,
3: no. So we had That's our friend overrated. stout uh, specialist, Steve. Stout on the show. Steve. <laughs> five C's. It was a uh, cast Color
0: like composition. Alcohol content was one of them, I think.
3: Yeah, alcohol content, coffee or chocolate – um, what else was in there?
2: Um, Cascade. it was Cascade. color, color. color was coffee and coffee and chocolate.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Alex mentioned that.
3: Yeah. And then alcohol content.
2: Yeah. That's it.
0: I think that's it. I think that's five. I think we can. So ours, <laughs> our, I, I can't. Still subjectively chocolate or coffee.
2: Not necessarily, but like we, like you don't really have a flavor with like oatmeal really. It just kind of has that grainy taste, I guess, but <laughs> oh, like if you flavor. have you, you're not wrong, Dan, but you're not right.
0: <laughs> you're um, not wrong, and, but you're far from right. I didn't uh, say you're far. <laughs> we're going to be consuming this. Just want to say score-wise, shout out to our social media people. 3.65 on uh-huh. Taps. 3.44 on Beer Advocate. Um, the description of this, it's got 26 IBU, 5.5 ABB, porous dark brown, almost black, with big aromas, rich flavor, profile of coffee and chocolate, uh, medium hot bitterness, silky smooth mouthfeel. I like how they said mouthfeel because we say that a lot. I uh, know. This tastes good. I'm not going to lie. This tastes I don't
1: really get like, any chocolate, though. There's a lot of no. coffee. No, yeah, I like the
3: coffee forward stouts, to be honest. But they, the of, they don't coffee. advertise stouts. it as one bowl. I like to be kind of, I get that punch of caffeine and I feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, John John just mentioned something about uh, the, a chocolate. Like they describe it as chocolate, right? Like oh, okay. Yeah, they mentioned chocolate.
0: that literally in the description. Yeah, but it's so the one get
3: thing that we were missing from the, the sea, sorry, we were missing one of his creamy. That was oh, a creamy Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which
0: is normally present like a milk stout. And this one, milk this stouts, one doesn't have not that. So much this oatmeal one
3: pouring like a dark lager.
0: Yeah. Um, oatmeal stouts yeah. tend to be more thinner. They're not so much creamy like yeah. a milk stout, though. Um, more like a
2: porter now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it does know, feel odd. like more like a porter, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah I think, more like,
3: kind
0: of calling it a porter is like a really good way because I find it a little bit, even by the standards of a lot of oatmeal stouts, I find it a little bit thinner, like a little bit watery. Uh, I'm not this so does taste used. like
2: a little bit more easy drinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like you could just you could probably slam this one. What's the percentage? Oh, 5, yeah. 5. five, So yeah, it's a it little bit funny odd, how we're whatever. having a five
3: point five beer, and this is like the lightest one we've had. So. And it's a fucking stout.
0: <laughs> so that's what I can't believe. It's been a good week for the podcast. We had Salje yesterday. Had a really great time. Having a really great time on this one. So oh yeah, great time.
2: I'm feeling great now.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling Hondo P. I, I, I really like
3: this beer but i don't classify it as a stout like yeah. I, I would mm-hmm. have this beer again for sure
0: mm-hmm. porter is a great way to put it because it, it is kind of a little bit thinner it tastes more like a porter uh, we had our folks listen to our porter week i think it was let me check the, the let me check the notes it was episode 11 which yeah, drops Dan, on We have
3: to get you uh like, drops when on a,
0: when this could be our coming up
3: i feel like that's that's a must for being on the show we have Probably one of the best porters in Canada, I would say, is the one that I nominated. Oh, it's the- Where is oh, uh, yeah. that from? It's from Cold Garden. Cold in Garden uh, Vanilla Cappuccino oh. Porter.
0: Yeah, it was really good. It was. Really- that was
2: fucking oh, I amazing. It.
3: Delicious. One of the best breweries. That you, you can bring your dog and everything. I like guess, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll, bring uh, I'll,
1: if you want, I was gonna say if you uh, if you can <laughs> ship that to me or to John and I'll get it through you. I will gladly pay for that. Oh,
3: it is really well happened. worth it. Yeah.
1: I'm definitely, uh, I would say I love a good, like, I've, I've never been a huge stout fan, uh, but I love porters. I find oh. porters are like the IPA of the dark beer world. Like, they're yeah. so, like, huh. you can get some really interesting, like, flavor profiles, fruity or, like, chocolatey or, like, just really interesting. Stouts are always just, like, to me, like, very, I don't know, just heavy and almost, like, not worth it. But porters were like, okay, if I'm going to drink a heavy beer, I want that, like, flavor slam to come with okay. it.
3: Yeah. No, That's I, a I new, fully yeah. agree, and I have to say, like, I'm not the type of person to go sit down and have a couple of stouts. Like, mm-hmm. um, Guinness once in a while is great. I went to the Guinness <laughs> storehouse, which is good, but, yeah.
0: again Guinness is a porter stout, too, which, like, we talked about ah, a, a yes, porter stout. And, yeah, actually, a porter stout. Originally classified as a porter stout. Um, Let's just get a taste. Um, Oh, my God. I'm going uh, to give it a seven. I think, like, I like it, but i like go back to our porter week episode episode, episode 11 we talked about porters we had the three threads which i really liked um that was I, good like, too. I like my porters really dry this one isn't as much but i think it's pretty bang on standard um oatmeal stout wise or it's pretty it's pretty good it tastes like an oatmeal stout very light very light oat flavor um i'm not getting much chocolate very coffee though, like I love my black coffee, and it, it really tastes like that. And I like the. Fuck okay, yeah, John! Of, and, and oatmeal stouts tend to be a little bit drier, a little bit kind of watery. I, I call it watery, like as like kind of a pejorative, but I mean it. Kind of, it's just a way of describing it. Um, seven for me, I think it's fine.
2: I'm actually going to give this an eight because I think it's it's good. good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, sheesh. But um, like it's it's pretty good like i it's easy drink i think this is like people like again like what dan was saying like that you don't like stouts are kind of heavy i don't find this really that heavy it feels kind of again like a lighter porter or like a dark ipa i wanted to go with the porter side of it but like it, this is again like all these beers we've had today are pretty much to me like easy drinking it seems and it's just kind of like these go down really well and nice. i would recommend it too
3: So Dan, I'm still thinking. uh, Why don't you go ahead of me? I've got a bunch of. uh, I'm I'm trying to pin down a score still. So sure. uh, So taste.
1: You know what? I'm gonna go for an eight. I think it's just like a well-rounded. It's just yeah, it's super inoffensive, and like I'm not a huge stout person. I think like you know the whole like we'll get into it a little more with like the modifier and the likely to recommend, but. It's just uh you know, you call yourself a stout, and if that's what a stout is, I'd be happy to drink it. It's, it's like it's, it's so easy drinking and inoffensive, and and the only thing I disagree with is like if they, I guess the description is co- uh, chocolate, I would disagree with that. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's very coffee forward, uh, very oat forward, but it is it's good. You know, I'm not again not a huge uh like even dark beer fan, but uh, it's 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 good. I would like order one maybe for like a dessert or for like a a one-off or something.
2: It's a dessert beer.
1: Yeah, it'd be a good dessert beer.
3: Nice.
0: Mm -hmm. So
3: I'm coming in at an 8.5. I have to say, like, this is an Alex beer.
0: Wow. I'm shocked. I'm bamboozled. I'm straight. shocked. I've been dicked after. It's very (laughs) very
3: carbonated. It it checks a lot of boxes for me. Very carbonated. It's like coffee-filled. Um... But that being said, like it's not a stout. So like if this was like a porter or like a dark ale, I think that is a better way to describe it. But I think in terms of the taste profile, this checks a lot of boxes for me.
4: Yeah,
3: It is not offensive. We're coming in at like a 5.5 alcohol content, which I I do like something that's a little more alcohol forward. Um, It does have like the carbonation, almost of like a pop, I would say. Like my my beer is still bubbling, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting.
0: That's true. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm it looks a that. little bit
3: like Coke. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it it's got a
0: cola. Like it's a cola.
3: combination of like a Coke and a coffee, which are two things that I really like. I don't have. want you guys to get sued. <laughs> I don't
2: want to get triggered.
3: But um, yeah, I, I truly think like this, this I would say, is an Alex Beers, an 8.5. Yeah. Great. It's awesome.
2: Right. Um, Good stuff,
0: Alex. So, so why don't to... I
3: kick off the likely to recommend? Yeah. Because yeah. No one likes Alex Beers. So I'm going to come in lower. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um, but yeah likely to recommend I'm actually going to give this a 6.5 because I feel like it's very misleading to call it a stout Um, Mm -hmm. it it isn't uh, as advertised when it comes to that Um, I would have it again but I just because I know what it is so like looking at this can I'm thinking I'm getting something totally different so 6.5
2: yeah you know what you I think you're going in the right direction Alex I think it is a little misleading I almost think this would be like motor oil and one sense.
0: I don't know about that. There's a, Well, oh, because of, like, oil. the gear head, I would think... Oh, would yeah, like, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. I think
2: it was, like, at least, like, gear oil. I was gonna that say, that there's, a, there's
0: a brewery in, in the Ottawa Valley at 10 Grulet, and they make, like, a WD, yes. like, 40-style, and it's... We had it... Actually, Damn, we had it, I think it was at Prohibition, the one on Somerset. Was it Prohibition or was it the other uh, brewery? We... I had some there, and it, it fucking hit so good, it was, like, poured viscous black, like, motor oil. What oh, was the brewery? Uh, like diesel Etienne, oil. Etienne
1: that's not oh, the one um, in Embrun, is it? That's
0: the one in Embrun. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, it was probably um, prohibition. Bro. Yeah, it was prohibition. Yeah, I've had it there, and it, it tastes viscous, black, um, very, very dark. Um,
2: yeah. Nice, nice. But um, for recommendation, even- for recommendation, I was going to give this um, a seven point five because oh, I think I- it's like it's a good like intro if you like again like i said people that don't like stouts and they think it's too heavy or whatever i think this is like a good entry point because it's not heavy it's light but i think for people that do like stouts i think you'd be very kind of like pretty sad in one sense but you're just kind of like oh i thought it was getting like a really like chocolatey coffee stout even though it says that but it doesn't really have it but it's still like an easy drinking beer so, yeah.
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to go next. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> oh. I like Broadhead. I, I've been in the brewery. I like the beers. I respect them. I love, they again, I want to say out loud, when it, comes, when it comes to, like, breweries talking about their history and talking about kind of their origin story, I think they're the best out there. This beer, I picked this one on a whim. I think I probably want to have some of the other signature beers. I, I know they make a really good Amber Ale. They make another stout. It's also really good. The Dark House Stout. Dark, sorry, dark horse stout. Dark horse. I would have that one. I wasn't as enthused by this, and frankly, like like they recommend, I would recommend like so many other stouts across Canada. Uh, you know, overall, uh, here even here in Ottawa again, I mentioned Beyond the Pale makes a stout that like owns this one. The next beer we're gonna have makes a stout that owns this one. Um, it's good. Like again, I five. I do well, I want to give it a five point five because I do like it? Uh, I'll give it a five. Because this... like I did stout like it. it was tasty. I like my stouts. I enjoyed this beer if you're listening from uh from broadhead i don't hate you i love this beer but i just don't know if i would recommend this uh it's tough love broadhead yeah you know i gotta be objective i gotta be honest i gotta be um you know keeping it real keeping it 100 so bye people 100 baby
1: john i think i'm gonna have to not i'm gonna have to draw the line i think somewhere between (laughs) you and tom i think uh you know what i'll go seven and a half i i think it is because it's so kind of inoffensive you could sell it as like 10 different beers like if you were yeah. like if you want to say it's a light stout or a light porter or a heavy like dark ale okay. or whatever you could like you could probably recommend it to like any you know any of your buddies that has a preference of one or the other um on that case i think it's hard to sell it as a pure stout like it, it just doesn't have. Like if someone says i really like stouts and i like craft brewery like what like you know what should i buy in ottawa i don't think i would ever i don't think I, it would be the fr- on the top of my list you know mm-hmm. it might make number three or something like that but i don't think it would come to the top so i think seven seven and a half is
3: a is a reasonable score that's fair that's fair uh, no modifier for me i'm just gonna like get right into it i um I like this beer. I think it's fared scorely or sorry, scored fairly. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just don't think it deserves any extra points. So
0: zero for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. No zero. modifier for me either. Yeah. Zero for me. Like, I, again, I don't want to like, shit on Broadhead because they have a the lowest score so far, but uh, I too like their stuff. But yeah, nothing for me. Nothing enthused me. Nothing worth mentioning. Zero for me.
2: What about you, Dan? In-
0: I will add a modifier. Hey.
1: I didn't expect that. Nice. Because I, I I think I kind of know or have like an understanding of what direction they're going in. And I think what like I think there's there's something to be said about like having an intention and then meeting like that and like and, and hitting your goal. So if you want to be an inoffensive stout and you know classify it as something that's like maybe a porter or maybe a heavy ale then like you, you, you nailed it if that's like what your tent is and i and i think that's what they're going for so i think they deserve a little like extra bump
0: nice yeah all right we had a that was a really good uh good good uh, third beer we're heading on to our last one that is a beer that's near and dear to my heart it's a uh, tooth and nail it's the vim Vigor. Pilsner. No. Why didn't we start with this? I honestly like in said I, I honestly like when I came to coming up with the beer list, I just kind of went in ran a random number generator. I pressed a few <laughs> buttons on my computer. This one was unfortunate last one. Honestly, if I had to probably like rank them higher, I probably would have put this first because, like, honestly, like I'm like, we just had a pretty uh, pillsner. <laughs> We're now having a late pilsner. That's a good ending. After the date we've had, this is a good ending. <laughs> it's a nice refreshing thing, and I gotta say, like I'm really excited to talk about this beer because like I, I have a lot of personal connections to, to Tooth & Ale, as I mentioned, I've been living in, in the neighborhood neighborhood of Hintonburg since 2015. Um, actually when this brewery first opened, I went on the opening day and I sat down and had a beer by myself. Um, this beer, this brewery Tooth & Ale um, has a close connection um, to myself because I've grown up in this neighborhood. I went there on day one, I've seen them grow and, and, and be successful. They make a really great lineup of beers. This is their first one, we're looking at their can. Um, I'm just gonna read the description because this is on the website, not on the, oh, is this on the can itself? Yeah, it's on the can itself. Um, Pilsners were once wonderful and then they became terrible. And now they are becoming wonderful again. As the most ubiquitous style of beer brewed ever in the history of ever, there was bound to be a fallout somewhere. The good news is that our version is the real deal—hoppy, crisp, light, and refreshing. This lager hides no faults and delivers the goods in one fell swoop. We're going to talk about the brewery as we kind of get into drinking the beer, but oh my god, I, I love—I just—I just—I I love their cans. I love how they just commit to these like three fifty-five milliliter, really basic-looking cans. I, they put these really beautiful arts on them. And I actually just messaged them recently because I want to buy a, a Vindvigors shirt with the, with the skull with the little devil. That'd make a great tank. Poking on it. Yeah, I know. They make shirts. I think they make tanks, but I don't know if they have this on the tank. Um, they, they're really like into kind of basic kind of DIY style. And honestly, the brewery itself, if, you, if anyone's been to the brewery, I know Dan has, I've been there with him. The brewery itself, when they first opened, I think they were opening out of a former like office spa space they actually stripped out all like the original kind of the new furnishings put in, and when you go in there, it's very—it's all the original wood, all the original iron. It's a building that was um, built in the 1920s. It's like very, very ornate, very traditional, and I love that they kind of have that ethos, uh, that ethos of so that kind of DIY style. Um, it's very silver, very traditional, but I just—I just, Oh my God, I, I don't want to be like fanboy out, but I just love this brewery. I love this. Can. Fanboy it out. <laughs> um it, it's but, just it's just beautiful it's just it's a work of art. uh you guys talk about it because i'm just John, biased, the uh so.
1: i just want to say the uh, description you mentioned is actually different way quite different than what's on the can oh
0: okay interesting.
1: and i actually oh, i like the one that's on the can a little bit better
0: wait what does it say oh. somewhere along the way real pilsner died who exactly <laughs> is to blame is debatable but thankfully passion and devotion have resulted in a resurgence of this crisp, effervescent and spirited golden lager. This is not a light beer, nor is it a beer for the masses. It is the lager of distinction, devilishly hopped and with exuberance. Um, nice. They're really good at, you know, sometimes I, I'm, I, again, I, I talk about how like I love my art cans. I love my, my collective arts. I love my really art forward cans that do something really unique tooth nails is slightly kind of a combination of both because they do have kind of a standard design they have this very silvery traditional they stick to three well i I wouldn't say they stick to because i literally have a bottle a large bottle of truce uh ale but otherwise the smaller cans tend to be similar um i do think they do a really good design on it and i think the can itself is really good what do you guys think
2: I actually like this. I like the logo that they used with the skull and like the demons poking at it. I think it really goes hand in hand with the Vim and Vigor. I think this looks kind of cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. it's Even though you can see it's, it's kind of plain, but it works. I think it's less is more in this sense.
3: Yeah, I um, I like the simplified version of this can. Um, unlike a lot of the cheaper versions from craft breweries, like this is actually printed on the can, which is worth
0: noticing.
3: It's it's worth it's not a sticker. It's
0: not a sticker, it's not a sticker. sticker.
3: And um, yeah, I I'm I'm a fan. I have to say, like it's uh extremely basic. Um, Mm -hmm. but uh it has all the right things at the same time.
0: I also want to mention this is a 3.61 on tapped and a 3.83 on beer advocates. Huh. Um, I don't know if you want to get into scoring yet. I'm just going to say, like, uh, I think we just going to talk a little bit more about the brewery itself. Um, it was founded by Matt Tweedy and his wife, Dana. They worked really heavily in the Toronto beer scene. And then, of course. Shout out to Matt it. and Dana. Yeah, they did Show some Matt trips like England, Dana. U.S. Belgium. They worked at Avery Brewery in Colorado and famously the, the Cantillon in uh, Belgium. And uh, they moved back to Ottawa and founded Tooth & Nail. The name of the brewery itself actually comes from kind of an ethos Um, Originating from the 1970s, which is like breweries really fought tooth and nail to promote diverse beer amongst kind of the emerging kind of light beer, light lager scene that came out of like Coors and and Molson and a lot of the bigger players in the 1970s and 80s. As we mentioned in a recent episode on non alcoholic beers, you know, light beers really took off in the 70s and 80s and and throughout the, the following decades. You know, during that time, it was kind of like a dark period for breweries, like smaller independent breweries or private um solo brewers like a lot of people kind of kind of kept the spirit alive and kept brewing and they really tested that uh, we're going to talk about more about it i'm just going to give a score oh i don't want to be too biased but i love tooth and nail i love everything they do i love their art i love just oh <laughs> i don't want to be too biased and then you introduce i'm going to give it an 8.5 i love it i love everything about them i love their style I love their aesthetic i love their art that they do on each of their cans this one has like a skull with demons poking on it each of their cans is a really distinct interesting art style on it um 8.5 for me
2: nice i want to actually give this a seven i like this can but i think it could have been a bit more like i've seen better but like i i still like it like it's pretty cool i like how they kind of like again like this isn't a sticker for most crap and it's like printed on i think that's what kind of bumps it up even though it's kind of plain looking but i like it though regardless what do you guys think
3: dan you what do you think
1: yeah, I think uh, you know. I'm gonna go. Maybe I'll uh, kind of like cut it in the middle there. I'm gonna go with an eight. I I actually find these cans, to be honest, a little bit boring. But I agree. Like I, I see mm-hmm. where John's coming from, and it comes back to kind of like the mart. Like you know, if you stack this with five other three fifty-five mil cans in the beer store or LCBO or or any like whatever like liquor distributor that you have in your province um like could you pick it out and i think yes and i think in that case it it does a good job i do like the simplicity uh if you see this can from like you know across the store it does what it does and it's simple but it's great um personally i find it yeah like i said a little bit uh you know like a, not anything super fancy but at the same time it does exactly i think what it it wants to do so i think
3: uh yeah I, i'll give it an eight Nice. Um, I'm going to come in lower than everyone else. I'm going to give this a 6.5 mainly because I just, uh, and I love Pilsners. I just kind of view this can in the exact same realm that I would view like a discount beer. If I'm going to like my local liquor store, like I wouldn't know what tooth and nail is or anything like that. And I think these other ones kind of have a bit more like um, substance behind it on the can that you can kind of see i mean broadhead is behind it but um yeah 6.5 for me
1: that's reasonable i think oh, yeah wait. yeah
2: that's just like your opinion man
3: yeah i know, I, I know. <laughs> okay yeah, great john names all his biases and then raise it high and then i come in uh, I'm an asshole. <laughs>
0: hey, why am i the asshole i'm the one who's gonna talk to you. yeah um Okay, let's crack it open, I guess. like, uh, oh, Samara okay.
2: audience, pay attention, I'm please. fucking counting this one
3: down. Everyone's <laughs> yeah, had
0: a turn. I'm sure
1: yeah, interrupted like, yeah, you. Go. I was not paying yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. Alex stole it last
3: man. time. You I thunder. was go texting. Ahead. My bad.
2: ASMR <laughs> so audience, are you ready? <laughs> oh, oh, you better be ready. ASMR, get your new pants ready.
3: Shout out to Tom Dore's birthday, by the way. Oh, for hey. fuck's sake. Damn it. Ah, I I today? Could get the hey. whole Tom Dore memorial birthday. birthday episode. Thank you. Oh, happy I birthday. I Tom. Get,
2: I thought I can get through the whole episode because are like, nope. It's the big 2 0. And I'm like, it's the big 3 0 for hey, me. Happy birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyhow, in 3, 2, 1, crack up. Oh, that was a good lineup, though. Oh, Very good. It like
3: smells one like a guys. tasty Pilsner
1: city. How does it smell? It, it, it smells like Pilsner city.
2: Oh, yeah. It uh, smells
1: it's like, like a typical like, As they call
0: them, Crispy Boys.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I poured is... like shit. I, I've been botching my pours last two beers. Mine's Do you good. know how to pour a beer? Do we need yeah. to have an episode of
1: that? I remember
0: when I used to know how to pour beer. Uh, <laughs> John, you, mention, can't, you
1: can't like a, like rate more, a beer shittily because you can't pour it properly. Be, I
0: am being bullied on this podcast. It's a five point two. It's over- close. No, well,
2: misogynous.
0: <laughs> it's a uh, three point six one on, on a tapped, three point eight three on Beer Advocate. I gotta say, we're gonna get into the flavor. Just want to quickly talk a little bit more about the brew itself. Again, I I try not to be too biased, but I went on day one. I've like I feel like I've I feel like all is like a little bit of as, as some people are like zealots behind uh, Dominion City. I'm a a tooth and nail zealot. I love everything they do. I think they're amazing. I think they're one of the best best breweries, not only in the province, in the country. And honestly, the scoring reflects that because a lot of breweries, like they tend to be more like popular amongst the masses, not so much about the craft beer aficionado or expert community. And some breweries are really loved by like people in the beer scene that work in the beer scene and not so much vice versa. Tooth and nail is a good marriage between the both because they're amazingly popular here in the city. And also they've been very successful amongst the larger beer audience. Uh, and they've been kind of become a staple amongst like kind of the Canadian beer awards and also in Ontario. Um, when they first launched in 2015, they won four Canadian and three Ontario Brewing Awards. They won a gold medal for their Valor saison. They won a silver for the Tenacity uh, English IPA. And they've also won a silver for their Sustenance and Truce beer. Um, this beer in particular has been, by many, uh, considered on online and, and amongst beer wars, as uh, one of the best pilsners in Ontario, uh, just flat out. And they've kind of become a word mainstay. They won to stead their steadfast porter, which released in uh, 2020 recently, won a bronze. And then actually, Chatelaine uh, Magazine featured kind of their little little edition in 2017 in June 2017. Their kind of little special two for craft Canadian selects. If you've listened to a previous episode of the City Spotlight in Edmonton, one of the beers mentioned was the Apricats. Alley Cat beer, awesome beer. One of the beers awesome' also mentioned was this one. This is a really great, very highly regarded Pilsner, not only in Ontario, but Canadian uh, world overall. And um, it slaps. I like it a lot. I really
3: enjoy this beer. This is the token, like, summer drinking beer. It's a Everything else boy. is Kind of the moderation, but, like, it's good. This, this is the volume beer of today.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely good. a different profile compared to the other ones we have. We had a stout. We had like wheat beer, grapefruit wheat beer. We had a an IPA. An IPA, yeah, really interesting select. I usually almost had like two IPAs in the same episode. I was like, I didn't want to have like too heavy of the same one, so I think it kind of worked out. What do you guys think?
2: I I don't mind this at all.
0: It's a
1: very, I guess, being from like someone who doesn't necessarily gravitate to pilsners, it's very i feel like it's very honest like that's what a pilsner should be but like just being someone who doesn't love pilsners i'm like i, I would never pick this particularly but like i'm like oh is that what is that what a pilsner is like okay i, I see what you're
0: doing yeah well, this kind whistle- of- yeah sorry go ahead down
2: no, no, you can continue. We can trash Steam Whistle. I was, was going to say, I
0: like ste- starting with no offense you know, to the Steam Whistle in <laughs> Toronto, but this beer blows Steam Whistle in the water. Uh, Shannon's Steam Whistle, we love you, but you suck, and this beer's better. Sorry, Ottawa it's Toronto. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Toronto. Yeah. yeah, I would agree to that.
2: Toronto's cancelled.
0: Yeah, cancelled. You're out of here, Toronto. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's not true. Right. Bellwood's really good. We're going to have yep. some Bellwood's beers in the future. Oh my god. Toronto beers. I can't wait to spotlight Toronto beers because Toronto's had a real. uh, We're just. I don't want to talk about Toronto. Anyways, this beer.
2: Yeah, fuck Toronto.
0: Taste mouthfeel, very crisp, very um light, very. It's a little hoppy. It's yeah, it's a little hoppy. It it kind of really, it just really hits really good. Like when I when I want a pilsner, when I think of a pilsner, I think of a really good, refreshing summer crispy boy, and this just hits the bill. It's just like it bang on. And I think it's popular for a reason. It's well-celebrated for a reason. It's like, um, it really does taste crisp and light. And at a, at a what is it, a 5.2, I think, uh, alcohol by volume, pretty reasonable.
1: It's kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it does have that sweet
0: aftertaste.
3: There's like a honey or something in there. Yeah. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I feel like that's something that, um, it, it's kind of like an afterthought, which is kind of nice. And I, I feel like if you're at a brewery, And, like, you can get a flight and you can try everything. If you're there for, like, more than a couple of beers, I feel like this actually is a safe bet.
0: Interesting. Okay. Any other thoughts before we move? Yes, (laughs) shove it in me. (laughs) Any thoughts before we move the story? (laughs) Let's get right into it. Man, I'm yeah. gonna, I don't want to be too much of like a biased dick, but like I'm gonna give it a nine. I think this oh, is, really like the beer. This is one of the best. Oh, I this like is the one beer. of. <laughs> I'm gonna do the trump hands. This is one of the best pilsners in the province of Ontario. One of the best pilsners you can have in the country of Canada. Amazing pilsner. If you like your crispy boys, if you like your sharp, tight, you know, metally, you know, rich, flavorful crispy boys. This one, as, as my as Dan and Alex it to is very honey kind of in your aftertaste it's very sweet which i really like i think like pilsners very rarely reach like heights like this i'm not so much of a pilsner fan but i'll I, I do will i will say like if i'm out on a hot summer day if i'm at a patio pilsner is a frequent hit because like that's like a standard crispy boy um nine for me i think they just do an amazing job and it just hits really good yeah sounds <laughs> the beer all right like i'm gonna give this
2: Pil- i was gonna give the pilsner for this this case a little bit hoppy like I always kind of compare Pilsners to Molson's Pilsner because that's I always use that as like a rating for pilsner cuz I love that one. Like that's great yeah, beer.
0: beer. Shut up.
2: Just regular pilsner fucking it's good. <laughs> so I consider that the standard. And I this tastes really good. I'm not like every all the beers that like John like I want to give a shout out to John for like recommending these cuz oh, these were all really good. Yeah. And I think this pilsner it it's not it's it's still good in like the drinkability of this. I'm gonna give it a 7.5. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm
3: I'm I'm gonna come in at a seven. And the only reason that I say that, and I I really like my loggers, my pilsners, all of that stuff. Um, but when I think of kind of the taste, mouthfeel, all of that, um I I gravitate towards more of the domestic stuff because I, I don't see that this having like I, I don't see this beer having a leg up on what I can just walk down the street to actually get. Like, I feel like, and I'm going to get into the recommendation piece where like, if I was at a craft brewery, clearly a safe bet. I could tell people like, Hey, this is as close as you're going to get to a Pilsner or like, uh, or anything like that, like a Miller light. Um, but uh, shout out to know.
2: Miller light. Yeah, we love our I'm Miller lights. Not, like,
3: overly into this beer. I will say like out of the whole suites <laughs> of beers, I'm very happy that you chose like a Pilsner or a lager. Cause I do think there are some great ones in the craft scene that rival what's available domestically but yeah seven for me i'm i'm not like i'm not thrilled with it but i'm not like uh i'm not overly critical at the same time
1: yeah that's, Mm that's fair that's reasonable i i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go in the seven and a half as well nice i think it's i like yeah it's tough to say i feel so many craft breweries, especially in Ottawa and like in Ontario, don't do necessarily a pilsner, and if they do, it's a little more, uh, like friendly, a little more kind of you know not against the grain. I feel like this goes against the grain a little bit, and 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 I, that might just be in like an experience. I don't gravitate towards pilsner, so I don't know. So. It has a very unique flavor and if that's what pilsners are supposed to taste like you know supposed to in in quotation marks then i would i'd probably score it higher um it is a good light crispy beer and i would definitely order more but i wouldn't go out of my way to like find it necessarily um yeah it's just a little too like sweet for my liking i think so i i feel like it just kind of you know hits just you know above you know, in, in the higher ranking, but slightly above average of, like, the Pilsner world.
0: That's totally fair. So, recommendation-wise, um, <laughs> I'm, like, the, the like tooth and nail guy. I'm, like, ha-ha, hopes for <laughs> a living. I'm just, like, wait. Yeah, are you, it, like, oh, sponsored
2: I'm by sorry. tooth and nail? Do we need yeah, to yeah, hold They paid me on the table. It's uh, like, come on. Hold and, on, know, John. I just it. wanted to say something. When yeah. I you first mentioned this tooth and nail, I thought about the movie with nail
0: and eye. If you've ever seen I've this. never seen with nail and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Oh my, you should watch that movie, John. I think you you send me the it.
0: information, like the IMDB, I will check it out. But for when sure.
2: but like when I when you first told me about my Tooth and Nail, like that's all I could think about. Is that, that's my brother? Shout out to Paul Dore. That's Paul his Doré. favorite fucking movie.
3: Well, oh, I've never met you, but I feel like we know each other already.
0: I feel like I know you. I never met you. He was
3: listening to the podcast last night. He's like, "It's an hour long. Who yeah. the
2: fuck has time for this?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, like the recommend, I, I'm, I'm gonna come in at like a, a seven point five. I think like this is very recommendable. Again, are wise, tooth and nail. Love you guys. I speak up for you guys. You're, I, I have a, like a adherent bias. John the the most objective person ever. I this is one of the best pilgrims you can have in the province of Ontario and Canada, the country of Canada. Um, that being said, I I disagree with that statement, but we'll get to that. I feel like you're you're like putting that out. It's it's been given given awards. Um, this beer is highly celebrated, and I love it immensely. I think this is like a really crispy boy, true crispy boy. But that being said, I do think like there are other beers out there that are probably a little bit more approachable, but I do think like overall. I would recommend this pretty highly, but I, I don't know. I, I think, like, if I'm going to recommend beers, I'm, I tend to, like, recommend, like, unique, really highly regarded tasty beers. And honestly, like even Tooth & Nail, like, I do like their, this beer, but I do like a certain other Tooth & Nail beers a little bit higher that I would probably recommend above this one. And overall in the city, I'd recommend other beers above this and just, you know, expand it out to the country. Other beers above that. So it kind of just gets bumped down. 75 me, but definitely if you love your Pilsners, if you love your Crispy Boys, try this out because you can't do much better if you're in Ontario. That's for sure.
2: Fucking rights. Um, for my, I was going to say, for recommendation for me, I'm going to give this a seven. I feel like for people that do like Pilsners, I feel like this comes in just a slightly under. But I think people that have never tried it, I'm like, well, fuck, you should definitely try this one. It's kind of like a happy medium in one sense, but I think it just falls like that half point short. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Alex?
3: I'm coming in at a six.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
3: My thing with this is just like, I would describe this beer fully as like, if I had a bunch of friends that um, don't drink craft beer and we went to a craft brewery, I'd be like, you should have this.
0: That's actually yeah. Like
3: it, they wouldn't overly hate it. Um, the fact that you think this is the best pilsner in Canada or anything like that, like we, this is for like a different podcast. Like we, No, try we're trying, we're
0: doing a pilsner. At best yes. the pilsner is not. In Canada. Um,
3: but that being okay. said, like, um, it's not an offensive beer, but it, it's not a great beer. Um, I, like, I'm curious to see what else they have. And it, honestly, when it comes to pilsners and loggers from these craft breweries they're competing against a much bigger market than some of these more specialized like stouts or like anything like that has
2: sours in
3: it or the sours anything like that um so yeah i'm i'm coming in quite low but uh i i don't hate the beer but i don't see much to like in it at the same time
2: so to say, i don't hate it but i don't like it
3: <laughs> dan what do you think i think i'm gonna come
1: in around a seven
2: Good job, Dan. Uh, for I a like how we're on par all day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, for, yeah, everything that, uh, I think everyone has mentioned a bit of everything. It, it is a good beer, and I, I agree with John on one hand. Like, it is a great pilsner. If if someone would be like, a, like, if someone, a friend of mine would say, I love pilsners, would I recommend this as my first choice? Like, definitely not. Uh, if someone was just getting into craft beer and they said, they "Can you recommend something. I would probably not recommend this because it does have a very distinct, like a weird sweet, almost like sweet taste, bitter finish. Um, I do, so I love Tooth and Nail, the great brewery. Uh, We've been there great together.
0: Brewery. Great beer, brewery,
1: great atmosphere, great beers. To be honest, I I love a lot of their beers. The Tenacity is honestly one of my like favorite beers. It's it's called the Pale Ale, but. I wouldn't, I I would call that more of a lager. Honestly, it's so like the tenacity is a brilliant beer. Um, So the Vim and Vigor, it's good. I can see where, especially John's coming from. I can see where a lot of people are coming from. I can see how it can win awards. Um, But I, yeah, just like in terms of like, I like Pilsners. I don't, it's hard to say then you would love Vim and Vigor, but I think Mm -hmm. you will enjoy it. It's a, it's a nice, easy drinking, kind of fairly inoffensive beer.
2: Fucking crispy this thing
0: is. <laughs> Who's going to give it the modifier? Oh, it's John. It's a oh, oh right are, you? This beer. this beer's are you? Are you really? This is the best Pilsner in eastern Ontario. It's better than any Pilsner anywhere in Toronto. He's like slowly narrowing the region.
3: It was Canada. Now it's eastern Ontario. Now no, but no, no, no canada this eastern is like high Pilsner, the Best Pilsner like, in Hintenburg. This is better
0: than any Pilsner yeah, in Toronto. A, like, <laughs> Like this is better than Sea Significantly, yeah. Cool. No tooth like, uh, uh, no and nail. Honestly, like just, this is a great brewery, and I think this is like one of their best beers. And like, I think like it's getting a modifier. Oh
2: I'm not going to give it the modifier. I think I've rated
0: this pretty fairly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, Dan, any modifier for you, Dan?
1: Uh, you know what? I I'm going to give it the modifier. To be honest. Hey, um, wow, Dan. Only. <laughs> not only but primarily because for all of Tooth and Nail for all their different beers I know we're focusing on this one beer but the fact that they always, they keep their beer so reasonably priced in the in the realm of like craft beer like that mm-hmm. you can get this can for like 253 bucks like I think that's just enough to say like you know what that's reasonable you like they, yeah. they make a lot of good beers and they don't go and like john said they've they've won awards and that's like that's that's reasonable that's commendable actually and they've done a lot of good things it is a good beer um just maybe not my personal like, preference but it does deserve a little i think a, a a bump up because you know what for for an award-winning beer if you can keep that at three bucks then that's that's you know props to you that's 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 reason that's a good job <laughs>
0: What's our analytics? Like, what are we, how, how do we... Yeah, I, um, I'm
3: not oh. giving it the modifier, so we can just actually add it right now. No modifier for me. Everyone no. else gave it one. Uh, my I My only give reason it. for not giving it the I'll modifier is like...
2: I didn't give it the modifier.
3: Yeah, no, I know, no, but I'm like, the only person that hadn't done it before. Like, oh, before.
2: sorry. Anyhow, so continue.
3: So my only reason for no modifier is just like, I wasn't overly impressed by the beer, And I do think this is trying to be something that it's not like be a craft brewery. Don't be like a mainstream, whatever, like you need to offer a mainstream beer, but I will say like, this is just not achieving what the intended outcome was that that that, that's how I frame the beer. But, um, yeah, so the analytics department has been crunching numbers throughout the show. And, uh, why don't I just get right into it? If that makes sense, Mm, bro. so the oh, beyond the pale pink fuzz, I think that was a that was a fan favorite by all of us. John, you came in at an eight point two. Tom, eight point two. I came in at an eight point zero, and Dan came in at an eight point eight. And that gave us for the four of us, we have an eight point three overall for pink. Hey, fuzz. fuck yeah, John. Hell yeah, I think eight point three is a fair score for that beer. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's um, good. Or 83%. Delphine, split IPA by Dominion City. John, you have an 8.7. Oh um, also with an 8.7. Fuck yeah, John. An yeah. 8.5. And Dan came in at a 9.2, which gives Ooh. us an 8.8 8 for that beer. Fuck yeah, really on one point five five. I will no. say that beer slaps. Like That was very good, and I hate IPAs. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed <laughs> that beer. Good beer. That was good um going into the broadhead oatmeal stout john 6.5 <laughs> wow that's low yeah it's just like, I, I didn't hate it wanna, if you want to verbally it? apologize or send an email apology yeah. to broadhead,
0: like me I'll call part, me. Uh,
3: broadhead yeah but uh so 6.5 from john 7.7 from tom i also came in at a 7.7 and dan came in at an 8 which gives us a 7.5 for that beer which i think is yeah. Totally I fair. Think that's it's bang on. Like, yeah, that's reasonable. I'm, I'm not yeah. like I wasn't enthused by it, but I think it's a fine, a fine yeah, a stout. great beer, yep. just not a stout. Yeah. Yep. And then the uh, Tooth and Nail of Vim Vim and Vigor. Um John, <laughs> eight point five.
0: Yes, correct score.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean, like, I are like, if it was
2: spool a, down now, there,
3: Turbo. Are, are you unhappy with that? <laughs> it was um, great. It
0: was great beer. So John,
3: eight point five. Tom, seven point two. I, I came in with a 6.5 and I, I agree
0: with
2: you. Whoa. Wow. Uh, wow.
3: What did Dan a 7, get? gives us 7.6 overall.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's oh, good. Yeah. To show, if it's over the stem, it's fine. I think it, it was definitely a objectively better beer than the. Uh, I think the stuff. average
1: scores are like incredibly accurate. Yeah, yeah the system works as time, we always say
0: the system somehow
3: works. works it always yeah. like satisfies. it's levels. not a mega I mean, we just all like on. we bring down john's average high score <laughs> like this is all that i <laughs>
0: <about>. so <Yeah>. Sunsplit ipa was the best which i agree and uh two, and then the pink fuzz was second which i also agree and i i will i don't know i i feel like i would probably put the the pills there up up there but i i think they're both great beers and i think like it kind of worked they out. were,
1: but in, considering it was 7.5 and 7.6, I think that's in, like
0: they yeah. were
1: basically the same in terms of like what they were trying to do and what how they delivered it and all that. I think those are very like telling, good, true, honest scores. Yeah. Mm, hang on. From, from the opinion of four people whose opinions don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough.
0: <laughs> all right. But anything was, else you want to mention before is. we? <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to mention before we? Uh, Come close to concluding this anything else you want to plug? i wanted on? to
2: say you know check out loom choir dance band I oh yeah i'm gonna plug this i'm gonna plug this for you because you <laughs> didn't do enough you can uh, say that you don't want to plug shit but i'm gonna do it for you check it out right now go search for it anywhere that you can
0: support local music in, in canada like support your mm-hmm. like you know, spark canadian music like it, it's a, it's really like it's a really time that's a really pressed. like, you know, like bands can't go out and like perform shows and it's been tough. And like, I think like supporting the music within your communities and within the cities and just like checking out some of the music that's available. There's a lot of really great bands. I, I love Loon Choir. I like dance band. I mean, I, I don't mean that even like biased. Like I've, I've like, objectively like your music, but like, i've also been turned on to a lot of other like bands and and music within the city and there's a lot of great music here in ottawa and and my co-hosts in calgary and edmonton there's definitely great music within their cities too so oh man uh, i can't wait for you to come
1: yeah that's a great point too john it's just like every so like dan mangan who's like a canadian kind of like folk legend well not legend because he's you know he's still alive and still doing music uh but great musician great independent artist he he has like a platform called side door they do like uh they do uh, house concerts live virtual stuff so like you can any city you're in or town you're in you can find local music if you can't like i know in ottawa there's a lot of musicians doing like local streams just from their own house and stuff like that but there's also this like other side door platform that uh, that isn't kind of encouraging and supporting these like virtual shows so like until we can actually meet in person and have shows in person please 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 try to you know just find local talent find people across canada u.s Honestly, it doesn't matter. Just support that like art scene any way you can. Sorry, I was just gonna say like thank you so much to you guys, John, Alex, Tom, for for having me on. This
2: was, anytime, like, bro.
1: The most fun it's I've it's ever had drinking fun, four random, random, random <laughs> different beers.
3: There's tons of stuff in Ottawa. We want to explore it more. Like hopefully not over yeah. Zoom. Hopefully one day we can all just go out for a beer and like actually oh, yeah. in person. And, one day.
2: Uh, one we day.
3: About how John just overly loves tooth and nail, and uh, that'll. Oh.
2: Uh, we're still going to uh, go to the brewery yeah, and yeah, start stuff. I love Dominion
3: off. City. That's Dan, okay. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you're on again soon. Happy yeah. birthday to Tom. Um, yeah, happy birthday, Tom.
1: Happy uh, birthday, Tom. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy
3: and birthday. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of interesting episodes coming right up. Like uh, I know we've circulated some beers, and uh, we have some nice stuff in the lineup: Vancouver, Halifax, all that. So uh, have you should planned the next episode yet? Do have we done that?
2: I don't think so.
3: But there is adequate beers. We just haven't determined yes. what the episode is.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, this is great. I'm so glad that we're all here to do the beers. Uh, Shout out to Ottawa. It's where I live. It's my city. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, doing some more beers here within the city. I don't know if we'll do like a city spotlight part two, if we'll do like a Ottawa oh yeah. or something. We'll, we'll do something. And Daniel, welcome to be back on. And I know we have an episode coming up with uh, Nick soon. That's going to be great. I think he's going to have a good time on the pod. And uh, it'll be a good time. And uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we uh, conclude?
2: Nope. Just uh, like, subscribe, fucking review this shit. i want to say it again. Just put something. Be like, hey, I like the podcast. Hey, I like the beer. I don't give a fuck what you put. Just review it.
0: <laughs> These guys puts. are a bunch of dummies. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, we always say, know your limit. Again, we don't condone yeah. drinking and driving. Do not operate heavy machinery. Do not drive the snowmobiles. Yeah. Um, again, we're experienced we're experienced beersmen. We've consumed a lot of beers over the years, and we we know our limits. We know when we've had too much. We know when we've can still consume a little bit more. And I think some people kind of come into that traumatically. Really, like they don't know, and they kind of have too much. So it's really important to just know where your baseline is and and it's not it doesn't make you less of a man it doesn't make you less of a person if you want to have less if you want to share again if you want to share with friends this is like a social podcast we we drink amongst friends if you want to like split a beer with your friends or your partner and consume one more the merrier
1: also there's now a lot of like cool uh not a lot but there's quite a few like craft breweries that are spawning up uh, non-alcoholic beers
4: yeah oh
1: i saw like we
3: non-alcoholic saying- sour this week i mean yeah gay. if you what? want like a
1: west coast ipa but non-alcoholic there are like breweries that are making that stuff now and Thanks.
0: yeah and shout out to episode uh what was it episode uh blah, 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 18 the the second second previous one we did a whole no alcoholic episode we weren't overly fans of some of the beers we had but i think the overall non-alcoholic yeah shout season, out to episode
3: 18 we can do better
0: <laughs> the craft scene, in particular, and like some of the other breweries, have been really pumping in really good non-alcoholic beers. So you don't have to, you know, consume heavy ABV beers like we do. You could just have something um that's not going to like weigh you down as much. And and it's not going to so- fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. True. True. That. All right. Anything else we want Mitch, before we uh, wrap shit up?
2: Oh no, this is you pretty much said it all, John.
0: All right. All right. Oh, I think we're done. All right. Bye, bye, guys.
2: You stay classy now.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Bread Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rivet. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rivet Artist or on our website www.daisymay.com. NatalieRine.com. That's our I-D-E team. And you can also find us on social media. At our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pints, and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pints Only. And of course, our email is DomesticPinesOnly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.
4: Hiding alcohol. so